0: What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is. Preferably non alcoholic, you know.
1: How's it going? the James. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks.
2: Maple Syrup.
3: I will never
0: have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks. I am at Ref Marsh. We are at of the show. And this is your Thursday night chaser with your drinking buddies. I got mine with me. Miss Amanda Jane. Say hello. Oh, shoot. I didn't. It's only episode one, guys. It's episode one. Say hello again.
3: Oh, well, hello, hello.
0: Tactical difficulties. Have a drink. It's only episode one. It's always episode one here at the bar. That's why we don't stress. That's why we don't stress. Uh, new music up at the top. New countdown. New intro. Just a quick little shout out and a thank you to a uh, uh, homie DJ Curtis. That's with a K and two S's. Curtis. Um, old friend of mine for a real long time and uh, let me scour through his old dregs of music that he hasn't heard or seen of in over 20 years and thought, I can pull this. <laughs> so, um, just tired of getting flagged copyright on our other music. I was told it would always be good. The band who made it, uh, I believe the name is Shindy, they gave it to me. They said they'll never flag me, that it was good. The way it was copyrighted was safe for me and now I've been getting hit every week for months and thought, you know what, I want to go ahead and just dump it. Go with something little, little new. Amanda Jane, how you been?
3: You know, I'm busy with, uh, you know, work and all mm-hmm. that, and, you know, yeah. Not, uh, didn't go to JCW. Mm-hmm. You, know. yeah. you know. why. About the uh,
0: whatever you're watching is coming through pretty clear.
3: Oh, hold on, let me um, stop that. There we but go.
0: yeah, you, uh... Yeah, I heard Bianca Belair is the one I
3: know. <laughs> Oh, it was commercial. You saw Seamus. You heard uh, Seamus, too.
0: Seamus so. uh, is a homie. Uh, yeah, you weren't able to go to GCW. Were you able to get someone to take the tickets, at least?
3: No, but it's okay. That sucks. Oh. I mean, yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. I, one thing I noticed about GCW when they're here in San Francisco, the two shows,
0: mm-hmm. they're
3: very lackluster. We don't get good matches like you get in LA and all this other stuff.
0: And I've been feeling like the LA ones are getting a bit stale. Like, it's feeling like the same few people over and over again. Like, I felt like it used to be a little more fresh. I felt like there was more talent coming and going. And now it feels like they have a staple core uh, uh, roster, which isn't necessarily bad by any means. I mean, that's the whole nature of, like, WWE and, and, you know, I'm big at WWE, Mark, right? They've got the same 25 guys on TV every week, so... I don't know. I don't have to drive out to RAW every time, so it's a little different. Making the the financial uh, decision to go out to GCW, it's not always. It doesn't to me always feel special enough to do at this point. But when it is special, I'll go.
3: I don't know. Would you be interested in taking a drive in August to Irvine on August 9th? It's a Tuesday. But I'm gonna um... be in San
0: Diego just a couple days before that.
3: Championship wrestling from uh Hollywood is filming and Boom Boom Cult Cabana is gonna be going for the their title.
0: The world title? That's gonna be a Tuesday.
3: Yes, it is. Tickets are available now.
0: <laughs>
3: to warn you, it is a two drink minimum. But you know what?
0: Two <laughs> drink minimum? Where's the lo- what's the location?
3: It's at the improv in Irvine.
0: They're doing a wrestling show at the improv. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah, maintaining yeah. their two drink minimum. Mm-hmm. It's insane. <laughs>
3: yeah, I know. I you
0: know. <laughs> it's amazing. I like the improvs all like, look, you can put up a wrestling ring and wrestle, but everyone's gotta have at least two drinks. This is a comedy club after all. Makes sense that Colt's going for the main title. Speaking of comedy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And you know, and he's like, Oh, he, one of his tweets, Oh, I finally get to do the improv the improv.
0: That's funny. That not what you're funny. thinking,
3: dude, but yeah. yeah. No, not,
0: you. not the same, but not different enough. Sort of like um, when I moved to New York, I worked with a comedian right when I got out there on a on a video. And when I went mm-hmm. to go see him perform on Caroline's at Broadway, the video that I edited mm-hmm. together kind of introduced him. It was his introduction package. I didn't realize that when I had made it. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really kind of cool when I'm there. I'm sitting there and there was part of me that's kind of like, oh man. I was on Caroline's, right? Like, I did a thing that made it to the Caroline stage, right? There's part of you that says, you're just involved enough to where you go like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> but you're not involved enough to be like, I, you should actually credit me.
3: <laughs> yeah. like, that's yeah. when you know you've made it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's in your glass? What are you drinking? Well,
3: I've got two drinks right now. First, our normal... Coca-Cola Shout out mm-hmm. them. but I'm trying something new these have been in my fridge and I haven't gotten a chance to do it so I'm trying the I hate it when it goes out the Cutwater Tiki Ram Mai Tai oh I'm I've seen
0: these. those Good. how is it?
3: it this is the best one I think
0: yeah
3: Some people I've like gotten a few box, of their so other drinks is
0: the oh the Mule's the one I've had
3: Mm-hmm. I I like I like this one. It's a luau in a in a can. I mean. And also, I'm partial to those uh, adult popsicles too. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those those look great too. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I will
3: say this about the mai tai.
0: Hmm.
3: It's beautiful. It has almost like. When you first sip it, it's like I feel like I'm eating, or having, you know, like you've had orange julius before right yes okay it's like kind of orangey and it has that orange julius kind of taste to it but Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden wham you get hit by that rum and you're like (laughs) oh
0: nice oh that's pretty cool that's good that sounds really good let's see just pulling up to see if I get any news here I'm gonna be honest there's really not much a bunch of uh, San Diego Comic Cons underway and a whole lot of toys were announced like so many WWE toys the only AEW toys I saw were announced was like these little Lego sets which I thought were pretty cool and uh, a couple of statues but the only two statues I saw that they made which are like the comic book style statues you ever been to a comic book store how they have like the Hulk and he's like Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it was that style Um, they only had Moxley and Punk were the only two I saw and I was like, great.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Couldn't yeah. have done the Bucks. <laughs> Couldn't have done Kenny. Like, I think they should do they one. They don't a,
3: care.
0: A, no. they're Yeah, but whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. even, the, even if you were gonna, maybe just do all your world champions. Just do a line of all your world champions. But to like single out That's the ones they did, I was like, they're nice, but I'm a little bummed by the by their pickings, but you know, they well, like who they look like. Look
3: at the uh, look at their figures, which by the way, I unboxed today, and I had gotten, <laughs> and I'm shocked. I've never I've only heard bad things, but it's pretty Ricky.
0: Oh yeah, Don't the new I'm Ricky scared, Stark's figure. Not.
3: Yeah, but because I got it from Ringside Collectibles. First of all, they're on the Target website, and I thought I was using my Target gift cards on it, but apparently I screwed up, so I didn't. But I'm actually surprised with the box of this one because I've always heard rumors that Ringside Collectibles is really shitty when it comes to packing. Now, I only got this, and it was in one box, but sometimes they give you the really shitty boxes.
0: Yes, because they nope. sell the protectors too.
3: Mm-hmm. This is cherry. So
0: yeah, I, I really am making
3: it. fashion doll Ricky Starks, but not out of this one because the boxes are nice.
0: It's too good. So yeah, yeah,
3: it's too good. To, it's too good to do that. So there's that been a few
0: I've awesome. gotten through them just because it was damaged packaging. Back when they yeah. used to give a discount on damaged packaging, now they don't. It's really weird. Like yeah i've actually seen it once there was one time i was looking for the for i think it was the fiend ultimate and they had it under damaged packaging and i was like fantastic and i went to go buy it and it was a dollar more than not and i was like what What? the fuck man like it used to be like a super discount that's how i got like i know my undertaker figures like that it's like crushed in the back and I got it for like 10 bucks or something like that Yeah, or maybe it was like six like it was like a cheap they were like oh it's damaged there's collectors that's why we are a website to begin with so they get it but now it's the same yeah. price sometimes they cut 50 cents or a dollar and i was i've stopped ordering from them but if you get one it's yeah. good the other thing they do is uh like with the retros they used to do is they used to okay. put them in a box that was too short so it would fold all of the cards forward and so you'd see mm-hmm. it like people would show pictures of it and it was fucking crazy so that, uh, that is yeah. yeah
3: that is kind of funky. Now I will say this: the one who, if there's older ones of AEW, if you're looking for them, uh, those figures. Actually, I'm gonna pull it up right now. um, Is you can actually here. Here, you go to GameStop, and right now looks like they're having a sale on Funkos, but um, yeah, hold on here. Um, on some of them, not all of them, so don't quote me, people. Um, you can get, um, if you go to your local store and pick it up, you can get, like I said, Ortiz or Santana. It's only like 15 bucks. It yeah. is, Ortiz, you can get for 15 bucks. Um, you can also score yourself on clearance a, uh who's this over here. Looks like we've got a, uh, Nyla Rose is on clearance. Um, but she has like 19 bucks. I get it. I totally get it. There's a bunch um, on clearance,
0: yeah. So you can check it out. Really
3: good, yeah, they have a really good selection of them. Um, and also, I heard from friends of mine. Oh, yeah, Phoenix is on sale. Um, if you want a Brody Lee, 25 bucks. You know, not these inflated prices. There's a Kenny Omega for 20. Um, Jay Hager, 19 bucks. Um of course, you know, it's kind of cool. Oh yeah, Taya Conti's on clearance too. She's 17 bucks. But if you're looking for some of these things, it's good to go. I also heard that they do get a lot of the chase variants at in in GameStop stores. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for Darbay And once I see Darbay, yeah, the manager over at the local one for me, and I'm not telling you where which one people because I don't want you running out and trying to get my Darbe before I do. He's going to call me. Uh,
0: I think also, I think Ringside sells the Chases individually sometimes. No,
3: they haven't sold Darbe yet.
0: No? And they okay.
3: didn't put it for resale. Because I would have done that, because I'd rather have the Darbe, but... yeah, too. But,
0: um,
3: but we will get fashion doll Ricky starts. And yeah, I need one.
0: Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Very good, very mm-hmm. good. Uh, I'm having a little vodka mango seltzer thing. I forgot the name of the company, but it was on clearance, so I grabbed it. Who makes it? Um, I don't know. It was like High Noon or something like that.
3: Drinking something unknown.
0: Yeah, it was just some mm. random clearance seltzer. Oh, mm. interesting. Yeah. I
3: do, uh, don't think
0: that they have stuff like that. Yeah, they do it. Let's see. Uh, I got a Why question for... First? Go ahead. I'm
3: going to ask... You know why?
0: Because of his return. So, WWE is so big that the ESPYs have a WWE award they give out every year of the, the oh, moment of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, it was given to Sasha and Bianca for their WrestleMania match. Uh, mm-hmm. The year before that, it's only been the last couple years. I think, I think this is the third one, if I'm being honest. Because I believe the year before that, but it doesn't sound right now I think about it. Um the okay. first one went to Roman Reigns returning from from cancer. Um I don't I'll have to look. I guess I can check if there was other ones. Um WWE okay. SBs. Um, yeah, here we go. Here I was so speaking. Roman Cody 3 and 2 oh no those are the only 3 those are the only 3 that won it Roman won it um, yeah in 2019 and then yeah 20, 2021 Sasha and Bianca won it I wonder if they just didn't do an SB during 2020 because of pandemic
3: I don't think they probably did only because I don't think sports were really happening
0: there were no sports that year yeah well, there so, were, but there weren't. Yeah. Uh, and then Cody won for his return as, like, the moment of the year. So, pretty good company. I Roman know. Reigns returning from leukemia. Um, Sasha and Bianca having a uh, uh, WrestleMania main event between two black women is a pretty notable uh, moment that will go down for a long time. And then Cody Rhodes returning to WWE is the uh, is the other one. that that's Yeah, he did win the S P for that. It was pretty cool. It made me laugh a little bit because I was all, like... All the AEW people are gonna be so mad.
3: You know Tony Khan sitting there like, God "Damn it!" You mm-hmm. know. You imagine round?
0: Tony Khan being like, "Look, when he showed up, it really wasn't that big of a deal, and then all of sports as a unit just went. It was the biggest deal of the year." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like kind of funny. Yeah.
3: Okay, uh, yeah. But
0: pretty cool. It's hard to deny that one wasn't a massive moment.
3: That was a very massive moment he deserves
0: all that kudos. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, Did you see that Tony Khan had a media call today in regards to Ring of Honor? No, so tell me about this
3: media call.
0: There were only a few things that I really took as being super notable. Uh, He thinks he won't do a ranking system, but he's not sure. He likes the idea of doing it differently. I think he's also realized the ranking system doesn't mean, mean anything at this point. Yeah. Um... He did tell somebody when asked that, where is it, that uh, the Briscoes were signed, that the Briscoes are are signed to a multi-year contract with Ring of Honor specifically, not AEW.
2: That's
0: good. So it's something, because I know we were talking about it. I know that there's been a lot of rumors that we haven't talked about just because there's only so much that we feel like we have any real true understanding but the rumors been for a while that um time warner media has not wanted the briscoes because of the heat that the briscoes got when someone dug up the old tweets and so for the seventh time uh Jay briscoes went ahead and apologized again uh but it it wasn't enough uh tony's a little sensitive to what they do and don't want when it comes to that stuff so um and public perception he's super sensitive to. So yeah, the idea that he hadn't signed the Briscoes was upsetting a lot of people. So the idea that he did sign them under ROH, knowing full well that Time Warner doesn't have really a say on on ROH right now is pretty cool. Yeah.
3: I think it's cool. Yeah. They deserve to have that spotlight because um one, no one no one wants to pick them up. But They have such a great fan base that you kind of have to put them somewhere I mean yeah you can do impact right but it's not the same
0: yeah and they're great I've seen them live a couple of times and it's crazy
3: they're a couple of the most
0: legit guys they're like legit legit you see them and you go oh I don't want to fight them
3: I don't want to fuck with these people it's like Nick Gage I think there's a level of people that you don't want to fuck with Nick Gage the Briscoes
0: yeah The exact opposite of the feeling you get when you see most of AEW's roster. Mm -hmm. Most of the time you see AEW's roster, you just go, look, anyone can do this. It's for everyone. We all can just go in there and jump around, which, you know, for better or for worse is, you know, the perception. Anyone can do this, right? Uh, Not saying it's necessarily bad, but there's some people you see, like the Briscoes, who come out and you go, oh, you have to be a bad motherfucker to get in the ring with them. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And then even then, it's like, I think that this is probably one of the more as of late more i'd say a good decision that tony's made
0: yeah
3: i don't know because those seem few and far between yeah but what i also noticed and i don't know if you noticed but so it's now tully blanchard enterprises
2: yeah
3: come on really
2: mm-hmm.
3: Anyways, i'm not going there but what was interesting is remember when we everyone was talking about what Happened to Brian Cage, right? With yeah. AEW. And then apparently he was signed to Ring of Honor. He got a very lucrative deal. So yeah. he took to Twitter yesterday, I think. And he was basically saying that, you know, everyone's pretty much saying that, you know, asking what happened to him and all this other shit and whatnot.
0: Mm. And,
3: you know, he's like, I've been around, you know, obviously people don't look. And then I commented and I'm like, You're just getting your shit in. People just don't know. They just don't know where to look. Yeah. But it's true. So now he's actually on that T-shirt with the Tully Enterprises, or Mm. you know. So I don't know who's officially that stable. So interesting. Um, Think personally, I think it's a slap in the face to have another uh, faction that has the word enterprises in it. But made
0: yeah. who's the other enterprise villain oh yeah yeah but that doesn't exist anymore so
3: it does he wears it on his trunks when he's wrestling now it's only him
0: <laughs> it's just him
3: <laughs> him and his dog okay Leave
0: him alone. <laughs> his dog uh, the other thing that came up which I thought you'd be happy to know uh, Mr. Nick Houseman of Wrestling Inc gotta shout him out he's the homie He asked directly if Colt Cabana was going to be involved in the ROH uh, Death Before Dishonor and asked directly if there is tension between Colt and Punk backstage, what their dynamic is backstage, and how does that affect, right?
2: Oh,
3: that's the homie right there. Shout out to you, man. Yeah. Asking the good questions.
0: Oh, yeah. He's doing it. Jake's is trying to connect and is having an issue. And instead of texting my phone that I can see, he puts it up on the screen with the Zoom chat. Yes, <laughs> text me, dude. <laughs> um. So what, did he,
3: what was the answer?
0: His answer was that uh, Colt Cabana was a part of Supercard of Honor, obviously. So he plans to put him in this one and it will be announced at some point. He's going to be in it. I don't know if it's if, even gonna okay. be announced, but he says he will be a he will take part in it. He didn't say he's gonna be on it or in a match. He said take part in it. And I took note of that because that could mean they pop him on commentary. Could mean they have him in the back helping out. Like the way he said it was not he's going to be in a match, it was Colt will be taking a part. Didn't like it.
3: Fuck you, Tony Mom. Seriously. <laughs> you. I'm like, you know, okay. Even if he is in a match, as someone who that's like one of my favorites. That's probably the end all of end all of all of my favorites.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I don't get to see him because nobody around me likes to book him. I don't know why, but you know, I mean, I have to travel. Probably charges too much. He's not out here either. I know, but had I known, you know, I would have, I would have like tried to go. Yeah. But. Because you don't care, but, I mean, whatever. is what it is. And I guess he didn't answer the tension question, I'm pretty
0: sure. Well, part of his answer about whether or not Colt was going to be on Ring of Honor was that it was a really good card. Colt's going to take a part. And then he talked about how good Willow Nightingale is for no reason. And then said that he would prefer not to comment at all about the relationship between Punk and Colt Cabana.
3: But he's the one... Who, if I'm not mistaken, everyone liked going to AW because there's no drama in the back. Yes. He's the one who signed Mr. Drama Queen. Yes. Okay. So, you know, obviously you were quick to try to fire him, get rid yeah. of him, not re sign him anymore. until a lot of people came and came up and, you know, went to bat for him. Yeah. Then you put him on Ring of Honor. So it's like, you know,
0: honestly. Oh, that was the other part of it was um is the decision of keeping Colt on Ring of Honor having to do also with the relationship between him and Punk, and he did not comment on that. That was also part of it. Nick's the man, dude. He'll sit there. He'll grill him. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Nick reminds me, for whatever it's worth, he reminds me of, of like, um, when I think back in the day, like the John Arezzi type, the kind of dude who would, like, dig in on stuff to the point where he'd get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Less, like... Like Meltzer would bring up the shit because he didn't mind talking about it, but he didn't dig in the same way. I felt like a resi did a little bit different, you know, but that's kind of where I feel like Nick is. Nick isn't just there to, to report on a guy kissing babies and waving and shaking hands. He's there to be like, hey, you set the stage here. You've been very vocal about what you want this company to be we are going to hold you accountable to that. So, uh, so yeah, he was asking about that dynamic, and if that's why he's over there, we're not seeing on AEW, and Co- Tony just said he didn't want to talk about it. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing way to say, uh, yeah, but I don't want to say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what it came off to me like.
3: But it's like everybody knows that. When you say comments like that, Yes. for me, I'm like, you fucking pussy.
0: You- because... Because it's not like the MJF stuff, right? So Nick also is the one who asked him on on the last Scrum, any updates on the MJF situation? On the Scrum before that, what's going on with MJF? And and Tony just says, "Uh, I'm not gonna make a comment on that, right? So if he's not gonna make a comment on it and people wanna believe that it's a work, right? And I don't know if it's real or fake or whatever, I'm just kinda watching, we'll see what happens. But if they believe that it's a work, then him making no comment is the best thing for that story right uh in this case colton punk is not a story it's not an on-screen dynamic so for him to no comment that is even more to me telling in that regard
3: and by no commenting and his actions it tells me that he's team phil yes I'm only speculating people but i mean be real with with anybody it's interesting sometimes when you see people's comments about him yeah because i thought speaking of houseman when he interviewed richard Starks. Mm-hmm. and he was talking to him about like if punk was mentioned but then also you know the whole thing with ricky like you know he they're bringing, they're bringing all this wwe people this talent you know
2: i'm uh-huh. getting
3: kind of bitter with it it's like dude you're bitter but then you are getting advice from you know bitter the most bitter one of them all uh-huh. so I'm like, come on! Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Very, it's more political than it should be, or yes. it was ever going to be.
0: Yeah, then definitely so needs good. to be.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, well, I
0: don't. Okay.
3: Ring of Honor. Let's just get rid of this topic. I just noticed with the card, there are quite right. a few people that were involved with Ring of Honor before dalton mm. castle and the boys and it's yeah. the original boys yeah um uh bateman dutch and um vincent
0: yep
3: there. and vincent i thought was on impact but i don't know so it's not you know um they've got them they've got obviously you know like gresham um he put Samoa Joe over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of people that he brought back. And it's like, are these people under contract or what? Because I'm assuming now that Gresham is under contract with Ring of Honor. But that's never I, been addressed.
0: I agree that I think that there is a a. I think it's looking in, in a quick cheers to Justin Time coming through in the chat. Cheers to our buddy there. there I think that there is something, too, that, that there's a core uh, um, uh, roster for Ring of Honor, I believe, are the people who we're starting to see pop up on this one, is I believe people who uh, are going to end up on the TV show when they do it. You know what I mean? I think he uh, he was also – Tony was asked that about the distribution about TV. Are they going to get a TV show? And he said yes, but not until the distribution rights are figured out, right? If he wants a good distribution – thing before he figures out how to get a TV deal but he thinks he can get it on TV. Okay, cool. Fine. I think the rosters will be different. You won't have an AEW roster and an ROH roster. So I think right now he's building his ROH roster that's going to basically stay on the indies and stay off TV and he's building his AEW representatives of Ring of Honor separately, which is why I think Gresham's going to lose that title. I think he wants the Ring of Honor title on AEW TV. He's going to put it on Claudio to do that. And probably what we'll see is uh, uh, when they finally get their TV deal is when you'll see all the AEW guys either go full-time on Ring of Honor or drop the titles back to the Ring of Honor uh, crew on their first big outing and then everyone will go back into their lanes. I don't think there's going to be as much of a mix as I think that people are anticipating. Yeah.
3: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. that's not gonna be, I mean, I think that, um, it, Ring of Honor is one of those touchy things, I think. And um, my comment is this, follow what you want. As long as they don't go back to that bullshit era and the time when Taven was the champ. I mean, you've already got Roosh over in AEW and we are doing LIJ, But there are quite a few other people that really should be in Ring of Honor and should have gotten the callback. One is Kenny King. I think Kenny King, you know, he's improved so much throughout the years. I'm a Silas Young person. I love Silas, love to see him back over there. Um, obviously, um, I want the the Booker that got fired and I'm not talking about Delirious.
0: Talking about marie Canellis.
3: no because she comes <laughs> with bennett and taven no and then those nasty horrible honor club girls come back
2: right. shout
3: out to you bitches you're not <laughs> going to take over and ruin this and if so i will personally murder tony kong like fucking you know no. what the fuck?
0: now we have to hope he never gets murdered otherwise people are gonna like go back and be like wait what a second.
3: Oh, I'm yeah. like what no no it was it's all these people to think you're a puss for not, you know like be real, you know. Be real. Don't fake the fun.
0: Yeah. But but that's kind of what's going on um with that. I, think, I feel like the Ring of Honor's card is going to be pretty cut and dry for the most part. I feel like it's – I mean, but uh, so much of Tony's booking is. He'll book the match and you go, oh, this is who he's going to have win. And it, it is every time. And I feel like we're going to get the same. I think Gresham's going to be without the title. I think Claudio's going to get it. I don't think any of it's bad. Do you think – I think the big surprise, the big swerve here that they could do, which would be cool, but I don't want them to, would be if they drop the tag titles back to the Briscoes. You got a two out of three falls match with the Briscoes. My problem is that I still want FTR to hold all of the gold that they can, because the other thing
3: that was stupid because I was hoping the Bucks it'd be Bucks FTR again.
0: I don't want to see Bucks FTR again.
3: Well, no, but going into you know Global Tag League, which is in October.
0: So So what? So Swerve and Keith Lee can drop the titles. No big deal.
3: Yeah, I know, but. It'd be nice
0: to have that. Yeah. Man. Anyway. It'd be nice to not treat them disrespectfully and just pull the titles right off. <laughs> but I don't think that's where we're at. I'm gonna say real quick a quick hello and shout out to Drinking Buddy Shakes Montana coming through. What's up, buddy?
1: What's going on? How you doing, Marsh? How you doing, Miss Amanda?
3: Oh, doing good. Busy around these parts.
1: Yeah, man. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of things he to be shaken down. Yeah, yeah, I was listening I was listening to what was going on
0: What do you think of uh, The Ring of Honor card And what Tony's doing with it Okay You say <laughs> no. don't care yeah, yeah. Um, I mean partially yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel no, semi-similar
0: um, There's some of it where I just kind of go Okay, we'll see when it turns into something
1: I, I'm just It's like, it's so much It's just too cluttered for me
0: mm-hmm. I
1: don't know what he's doing I really don't know what he's doing. I don't know the direction. I'm just here to watch, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, just here to watch. Do you think you're gonna watch Ring of Honor this weekend? No. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I am. I <laughs> got things to do. <laughs>
3: the only match I think that I'm really interested in seeing because it'll probably be the best match that's probably on the card. <clears throat> Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb.
0: that'll be good you know what I'm actually kind of think is going to be a pretty solid match is uh Allison Kaye and Willow Nightingale
3: oh yeah that too I forgot about Allison K being
0: I haven't seen Allison K in a long time
3: yeah and it's kind of nice to see her not shunned and actually somewhere so hopefully she sticks around because that'd be great
0: yeah yeah Justin Time says he's much more interested in Swerve and our Glory versus FTR than FTR versus Bucks, even though Bucks and FTR have some some history behind it. And that's how I feel. Yeah. Hmm. Swerve the belt.
3: Swerve and our Glory might not even last that long to get that
0: far. Yeah, we'll see. Ah,
3: man. Um, Such an
1: interesting duel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Okay.
3: But, again, you know, it is what it is. I don't book this
0: shit.
3: That's yeah, true. If I did, it would be a better show. It would
0: be uh, a better show. You guys want to talk AEW, and well, then we'll see if there's anything on NXT that you guys watch. Did you watch NXT this week, Shake?
1: Nope. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> and my nephew going to kill me. <laughs> He's going to kill me. Why
3: don't you watch it? But we got <laughs> good birthdays this week.
0: So, oh.
3: it's some good Birthdays. Awesome oh,
0: yeah, you got to do the birthdays. Do the birthdays and then we'll get yeah. into AEW.
3: Oh, yeah. So, in you no know, you know particular date, so this week we've got some great ones. Um, Akira Tozawa, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. John Michaels, the heartbreak kid. One of my favorites as a kid, too. Mm-hmm. And Dango. Shout out to
1: you. Dango, wow.
3: And Dango. Isn't he Dirty Dango now? or what dirty is Dirty Dango. <laughs> yeah or whatever it is i don't know but it almost seems like he's a trippendale when he's out there on the indies but you know yes right. nothing wrong with that okay uh Corey wilson has a birthday um finn Balor, oh god that guy has abs abs and abs so happy birthday to you how many yeah, is like 12 <laughs> yeah it's More 12 that. <laughs> 24 mm. that, that's ah, what i'm saying dang. that's crazy. Pepsi. Yep. Hey, Dolph Ziggler's having a birthday. Yeah. Along with Triple H. Hangman. Hey, He's having a birthday. A lot of the elite are having a birthday this week. Nick Jackson is having a birthday. So, happy birthday, Nick. That's, I know Marsh's favorite young yeah. He's the best. Um, Sammy Guevara. Oh, shithead. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to you, I guess. I guess I'll say. Can't it. wait oh, actually, we no talk
1: birthday. about this AEW.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, no 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 no. And let's see, Scott Steiner's got well no, that's next week. Sorry, hold on here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um some personal favorites of mine. Zach Saber Jr., his salty ass. still it was okay to lose to Claudio, but you know, quite honestly, that was kind of bullshit. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, because they could have used Zack Saber Jr. in so many ways and especially with his mixed skills. Um that would have been totally totally fabulous we yeah. did not say happy birthday last week to i guess she's a friend of the show right thunder hmm. rosa
0: thunder rosa for so sure birthday. friend of the show yeah, former birthday. drinking buddy
3: yeah and
0: Feliz copianos as they say yes. what
3: i don't speak spanish no.
0: what is that not what is that not
3: is that not right
2: uh-oh
0: Feliz copianos. Oh, my
3: God. Oh, Feliz. You're embarrassing your ancestors.
0: Feliz. Yeah. Half <laughs> of my ancestors
3: my
0: are happy about the fiesta. Feliz copianos. And happy birthday,
3: Fluffy.
0: Oh, happy birthday, Fluffy. We got to see Fluffy this past weekend. She's very excited. We got yep. to meet him. I so. mentioned WrestleMania. Oh, she she asked if he's going to course, WrestleMania. He said yes.
3: Yeah. Oh, there you go. And I forgot. We were talking about Kenny King, So happy birthday, but this special birthday shout out just wait till you see the happy birthday i'm going to give this person um when it actually oh wait hold on tessa blanchard that bitch is her birthday is this week too so i'm glad to see that she's kind of getting herself out there again because i love her i don't care if she's got you know women are bitchy anyway i mean i think producer lady could agree with me on that so but she's the yeah. best
0: I feel bad that I'm super indifferent to the rumors of her being shitty backstage. I don't care. I just kind of go like, (laughs) I don't have to work with her, but I like the matches I see.
3: (laughs) No, we're shitty. We're shitty. Uh, So now the final birthday shout out, and I know this will be on social media. It'll probably be everywhere on mine. So you need to look at at this Amanda Jane. And if I get people like being horrible to me in this thing, it's not about you. But Happy birthday the one and only the villain Martin girl. I miss that guy. I do. And Longley's a villain.
0: He started wrestling back in... Did he wrestle? He wrestled in L.A. not that long ago, right?
3: He didn't wrestle in L.A., no. He, this last weekend, he had a signing. A signing in L.A. And I will say say this. You know how many people went to that? Quite a fucking goddamn bit of people. No, yeah. Okay? A lot of them did. And it was great to see how much support and love that he got from a part of the country that, you know, I think that, you know, we're out in California. I mean, we're pretty goddamn liberal out here on the West. And, you know, yeah, we have troublesome people that are there, but he had such um, a good turnout that that makes me very happy. Um, You know, I think Tony could put him on Ring of Honor and if people complain, I mean, shit, you've got the Briscoes on there. Just give more people something to talk about. And it is, I think, that it's a shame. I still, I, I will always die the a film. but mm. And you do. I will say this. Happy birthday. I think I might have to go to Hotland to see him wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, unless somebody wants to take a chance on him out west. Yeah. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. all my sparkly shirt glory.
0: I don't know, we... uh, as a side thing, uh, something we saw, I don't know how many uh, like refs actually listen to the show or anything like that, but we did notice uh, uh, Reality of Wrestling, Booker T's school, has opened up referee-specific training. It's $75 yeah. a month. It is every Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. And oh. fuck, I wish I was with a drivable distance. I would go to that. It's a, that's like a dream kind of thing. I've talked to a lot of schools. A bunch of them say they have ref training. When you dig in, it's by nobody who's ever done it. A lot of times their mm-hmm. ref training is more or less, um, you have to train to be a wrestler. And then they say, you'll figure out the ref thing as you go. But there's a lot of us that have no desire to be wrestlers. It's one thing to say, you got to learn how to take a bump. It's nothing to say. You got to learn how to have a 20 minute match. You know what I mean? And you have to risk injury all the time. And you're like, We got different career paths, buddy. Cause I, I was at a school out here, uh, training to do, uh, uh, and I talked to them about training to do ref and they said, yeah, absolutely. We train refs. And so we're doing it. And I'm like three weeks in and all I'm learning how to do is like Lucha stuff. And I was all like, what's going on? He goes, look, uh, bottom line, I don't know how to train a ref. I just thought I would train you to be a Lucha. And then we just see what happens. I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to break my leg training to be a ref because I did some sort of fucking flip. That i'm not going to need to utilize like is there another way we could do this like it was so it's just really cool that booker school is going to be teaching that directly you know mm-hmm.
3: yeah because out here um
0: yeah yeah <clears throat> mm-hmm.
3: yeah out here we've got one ref that's pretty um I think pretty well known on the, the indie circuit but um sparky ballard um he's actually was he actually specifically does ref training. He hasn't done it in a while,
2: uh-huh.
3: but we have a new crop of refs that have come out and they're actually the best of his two are women and mm-hmm. they're really great. And I, Mission I, Pro I, does some too, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think, that, I think there should be more of that.
0: Yeah,
3: because for sure. That, um, we need good quality refs and not some of the shittiness
0: that we see. Yeah, there's some pretty bad stuff out there. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Booker T on that. So, uh, anything, uh, anything else you guys want to talk, Dynamite? Yeah. Yeah. Go
2: ahead.
0: Go ahead. Take it away. How did it start? It started with uh, I know it started with Brody Wait, King, but Rampage? I feel like they said something beforehand. Or did you? Did you did no, no, no. You, did anyone watch Rampage?
3: You... I kind of did.
0: There's no way you watched Rampage.
3: <laughs>
0: did you watch Rampage, Shakes?
1: No, I don't think I did. No. And There's if I did, I it. don't remember it. <laughs> if okay, I did, I, I don't that. remember it. Yeah. Let me here. Hold on. Um... July 15th. All right. Because I, I I don't know if I did or not. I really don't. It was
0: Private Party <laughs> and Lucha Brothers. <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't say it. Nope. Uh, it the, see guns, party in a minute. the Guns say why they turned on the acclaim. House of Black against John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Yeah. Limo versus John Gresham. And Statlander and Athena against Charlotte and Robin Renegade. Oh, the Renegade twins from Mission Pro. Those are the ones who only lasted for 26 seconds in there.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. I didn't watch a... So what This a,
1: 26
0: seconds? It might have been 28. I think I heard it was 28. But it was, like, fast. Right. Which also sucks because they're a legit yeah. fucking tag team. And they're tag champions mm-hmm. in multiple indie shows. And for them to just be wiped the fuck out by Statlander and Athena is kind of a fucking joke. Especially when you consider how, unfortunately, sloppy Statlander and Athena were this past week on Dynamite. They look like trash out there this week. And I was really disappointed because I don't feel like they're always that way. But to follow that up after just wiping the floor with the Renegade twins it's kind of fucked up. (laughs) Like... Mom. you know can I say get, something
3: uh, about oh,
1: Athena real... yeah go, ahead. go for it I think she's weird <laughs> like to sit there I don't know if y'all noticed this but she smiles while she's wrestling like the whole time she's just smiling
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm like Why? I mean, I get it. I I know you're happy you're here, but when you're fighting, that is weird to just sit there with a smile on your face and just powerball somebody. Yeah. Boom! Like, it's weird. It's really weird to me. And I'm like, why is she smiling so much? Stop smiling!
0: And it's not like when Brock Lesnar smiles and it's kind of scary. Like when you see Brock right. Lesnar smile in the middle of a fight, you're like, yeah, you "Oh guys, shit!" Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like he—he's having fun with you, you, beating your ass. But shit, yeah. it was—it was more like it was just disturbing. It's playful, yeah. It's playful.
3: <laughs> yeah. For that, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, but just yeah. hearing about it, I'm thinking maybe she's getting like she's getting jolly as of the fact that she's beating the shit out of someone's
1: Women and that makes you no. happy. Mm-hmm. No, she's Can't do just it,
0: so. always smiling. Do I just whole having fun? This just thing. playing with yeah. her friends.
3: Just smiling. I mean, she could have rest, of the bitch face but you know, it's better to In have a fight, smile.
1: I mean, yeah, exactly. In a fight, usually you uh, uh, you know, uh, at least something, and then you give a smile or something like that. Like Brock doesn't, like you said. But you're not sitting there throwing a punch and having a, a big smile on your face like who does that
0: yeah oh, yeah. yeah it was weird um, that is kind of weird what uh what did you have for Rampage Amanda what you like on Rampage
3: well one of the things that I always find amusing is when I always trying to convince people he's the best wrestler in the world I know that's why I'm blocked because I'm like mm, no especially with the technical things but to have Claudio coming out and confronting him yeah. I think that a lot of places that Gresham has been and even before when he was with Ring of Honor before Demise no one ever ever kind of the only person who did was Zack Sabre Jr but no one for the most part ever stood up to him and was like well you really not so I thought it was very refreshing with Claudio and not because I don't like Jonathan Gresham I just feel that he's not like as a technical wrestler yeah there's some things you do but like if he's wrestling a person like okay well i'll go there with claudio during this match i'm pretty sure a lot of these submissions they're gonna look awkward because claudio a taller man a bigger man and no offense to gresham because i got them too i have t-rex arms he has t-rex arms too so some of these holds i'm like oh, not as believable to me because it looks like they can just move their head a little and they're out of that right. trouble or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if, when he doesn't offer. Yeah. It doesn't it on a short person. Yeah. It or someone who's it not
1: a well. look effective. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look effective,
3: yeah. It doesn't look right. So that's and I'm not mocking his size or anything. I'm just like, it doesn't it doesn't look right. Right. And all, all right, of the best right, pretty right. much have just beaten him. I really, if there's any one match that I really want to see is him and Danielson, and you know, he, <laughs> he'll, he yeah, Danielson will wipe the floor. And there's just no way, yeah, you know, no way at all. I'm still yeah. waiting for Zach Sigurd Jr. and, Davis and they're, they're really that's yeah. a good test.
0: What do you think? Of what they're doing with I Lee can't... Moriarty?
3: You know, isn't he kind of like Gresham's little lackey right now? I mean, I
0: thought he was coming in as like this new prodigy. Like, I thought it was like. That's
3: how he started.
0: Yeah, I thought Wheeler and Lee Moriarty were like the two, like, watch these guys. They're two of the best, most underrated. They're going to blow the scene away. And then Lee Moriarty's just been jobbing out since he got there
3: yeah and then the other person too i think that they put more on the pedestal has been daniel garcia now Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong i think daniel garcia is great okay don't get me wrong but it's kind of like is it you're pushing him because you know well one right now he's PW champion and on he still was doing indie dates and the indie dates he was doing before he had got that exclusive thing um I mean, he was having some phenomenal matches. I've seen a couple of them myself. And Uh I really think that um, Lee Moriarty got lost in the shuffle because he ended up was on dark and um, dark elevation all the damn time. So when you're out of sight, out of mind, you know, that's your prodigy right there because it was too important to push that stupid, all those members of the Jericho society. Than it was to actually push anybody else.
0: That's my god. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame. Anything else about Rampage? Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not much. Uh, let's see. So, Fighter Fest. I felt like something happened right before it opened up. No,
3: nothing happened before.
0: Oh, you know what? I think it, it was, was just the announcers were just talking, and they were just showing the ring, and they were. I think they lit up the fucking shark cage and i like, look at it, it's Shark Week and I'll, let's talk about Shark Week on the top because we had Brody King versus Darby Allen, but the underlying theme of this whole show was Shark Week. This wasn't like when WWE sponsored by Skittles and they'll say this match comes to you by Skittles, where Progressive Car Insurance has a Snickers bar. You know what I mean? Like, they're not leading into it with it. They're literally putting sharks in their graphics, in every single graphic. They literally had people in the front row with shark fins that said AEW Shark Week. They had Sunjay cut a promo with one of those foam shark week head things on him, or uh, fins on his head. They had Chompy the Shark come out to the, to the commentary table to say it's Shark Week. There was a lot, so much so that it was like laughable at times and eye-rolling at other times, but never not noticeable. I just think that people give AEW a lot of passes when it comes to stuff like this. I'm not saying the zombie match was good or should have happened, but I am going to say the zombie match was one specific segment, and that was it. It was one shitty segment, one match that didn't need to be and then that was it. The show moved on. This was a show that was obsessed with sharks and talking about Shark Week on Discovery. And it got in the way of the program. Am I off on that? Do you guys, Did you guys love Shark Week?
1: No, no. I, <laughs> no. You're on point, man. They even put Jericho Society in a shark tank.
0: Yeah. Just for that. There was no... Not only did it a poor job building to the fact there was going to be a shark cage... But they did absolutely no job in explaining why two members of the Jericho Appreciation Society weren't in the shark cage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, and then even more terrible, the girl couldn't, uh, Ty Conti couldn't even uh, get the, the cage open.
0: We'll get there. And they Let's... just said,
1: screw it <laughs> and go through the dawn bars.
2: You could have did. Yeah.
1: Go ahead, yeah. Marsh. You... it's I'll, uh... I'll let you run your show. <laughs> hey, don't do well with... They, don't do they did well not. With
0: props. Yeah, props is an yeah. issue over there for sure. Um, but let's start at the top of the show. Brody King, Darby Allen, the grudge match to end all grudge matches, they were saying. Brody King pretty much mopped the floor with Darby Allen here. Uh, and at one point, Darby takes off his belt, loops it around Brody's feet to trip him, uh, but still pretty much got his ass kicked even after that. So it was kind of interesting for me to see... They have not booked Darby this way ever. No matter who Darby's up against, no matter how uh, baffling it may be that Darby's about to win this match against a Brian Cage or something, they always have him pull it out, or there's a ton of reason why there's not. He always has a... Every time he loses, it's barely. Mm -hmm. This one, Darby got his ass handed to him the whole match. Mm -hmm.
1: <laughs> I wet. And, and, and am I first on this one? Yeah, go ahead. Can I go? Can I go? I'm not doing shit. Look, look, look. I'm 5'6. Yeah. Okay? I'm five, six. I am a little dude, okay? I am a little dude. And I don't weigh much neither. I ain't going to say my weight. But I don't weigh much knee, all right? It's good
0: to know. I'm going to have to change a lot of I'm my graphics now, make you look smaller. Very
1: small. Yeah, <laughs> very small. Very small guy, right? So, having heart is something that I relate to because people used to mm. tease me and say, how are you that small? But you're going against these big dudes like they nobody." Like, yeah. And... I had that Napoleon complex, okay, whatever, right? But yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I understand when you have that type of heart yeah, and you go at these guys. But I do understand realism. And then you go against these guys, you can get mollywopped and demolished, okay? <laughs> I do realize that. <laughs> I do realize that, right? So watching him, and I'm like, go, Darby, go. <laughs> yeah. And every time I'm like, go, Darby, he gets whacked. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, oh, no, Darby. And then the way he was just getting flipped around, and when he gets hit, he gets knocked out of the ring. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh. And the, and the way he fell, it just seemed so hard. It was like, yeah. wow, Darby, you, can you – can you beat this guy <laughs> like really and then when you see oh maybe he, he's coming back no just gets right back yeah. down <laughs> it's like yep. oh my gosh what is going on <laughs> like and then the ending was even more crucial like he just powerbundered and just said okay you're done and It was like oh Darby, i hope he's okay yeah chris
0: yeah, you're sitting there watching going, all right, he really talked himself into trouble on this one.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: you did it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was you got to admit, when Brody King eliminated him in that, that tournament,
1: mm-hmm.
3: the way he did it was fucking brutal. That you knew, like, right away, like, oh um, Brody King and Darby it's not gonna be good for Darby. Yeah. It's not you know, a good match. <laughs> it's a good and it's like, yeah, because that was the most brutal, like, I've never seen, in my years of watching wrestling, something as brutal as that way, how he won it, basically choking him and whoop.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm like, whoa, that's kind of cool. Because you don't see that happening. He's beloved by the children and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. I have to say Brody King is, you know, you know, Birdie King can be for kids too. <laughs> kind of sadistic. <laughs> not, like but, but, not like that. Not like that. I mean, Birdie King, though. I think I don't remember who it was. I think it was Jr. or it was Taz who had said, "That is not somebody I'd want to meet in a dark alley. Hell, a regular alley. I don't want to meet him in a regular alley. Not at all. Yeah, he's got that at scary because yeah. he's like what six foot six, I think, or six seven. Yeah. And he has a very domineering appearance. Nice guy. His entrance music—that's his fucking band, God's Hate. So yeah. That oh the voice—that's Brody singing or
2: screaming yeah. or whatever you
3: want to call it. So, yeah, that's kind of a little bit of a scary element. But I mean, I'm sorry, but Darby getting over on a lot of people has been like, no, that that, that, that no, no. This I mean, I'm kind like, of in the
0: middle with it. There's definitely times where he's in matches that it's hard to be, believe, but I kind of agree with Shakes that there's some dudes who are just just have that fight in them where they're gonna figure it out. And like, I mean, you could believe that theoretically. Up, I mean, up until the last couple of fights, but Conor McGregor at his peak, there was you could believe that he could have held his own in a higher weight class without putting on more weight. He was just that kind of. Had that kind of fighting spirit and heart about him And that kind of confidence that Fuck you Brock Lesnar If I catch a lucky one I'm going to get it You know what I mean And you'd think that he might try and go for it You know what I mean and like, So I I can buy into Darby going for it all All the time But like Shake said There's always somebody bigger and badder And it just needed yeah. to be somebody to somebody To just go Nope you're not getting through this wall
1: Not this
3: one yeah.
0: <laughs> Not this one, this one. Yeah.
3: yeah I mean i don't know it it's just it, it's weird i mean and then you you're, you're you're relying on an old man who shouldn't really be wrestling to kind of help save the day
1: yeah oh which oh yeah go ahead yeah no I'm sorry marsh i i you know as soon as it came out I'm like how is things still doing this that was the first thought but then when he tra- he came out and tried to save Darby, and then got choked out, I was like, "Oh man, oh!" Like, man. Keep,
3: keep your old ass in the back.
1: Yeah, man. Like, oh, One
0: I, thing I think is he's funny about
1: all the way back.
0: and it's not just AEW. And move, then
1: he got the mist in his eye while he was getting choked. That was. Go ahead. Go, I'm sorry. I always
0: think it's funny when guys and you, you see it a lot in AEW you see it sometimes in WWE it's not exclusive uh, I just don't think it happens as often in WWE where someone's getting their ass handed to them and their partner comes out to help and they just walk <laughs> <laughs> they're just slowly taking their time doing their entrance I mean so much so it became like a meme when Jeff Hardy came out dancing through his brother getting his ass kicked And you're like, did he have to be dancing on his way there? Like, your brother's getting his teeth kicked in. Like, what are you doing? Sting's the same way. Sting always comes out super slow, looks at the crowd. Darby's in there just getting his fucking chest caved in. And you're like, (laughs) time is of the essence. These are bad guys. Uh, But...
3: You're always going to be dead. by the time you get to the ring. And there was no snow, I mean...
1: Can you imagine relying gone. on um, Undertaker? <laughs> oh, yeah. If
0: it was Undertaker, forget it. 15 minutes later, a whole match happened.
3: Now, someone like Cena just run out there. You're like, oh yeah. Yeah. oh,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. If he Cena's on your team, you're good. And then he's on his way. Yeah. <laughs> his
0: way. <laughs> yeah. He'll get there before the yeah. trumpets. It's great.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, but... I've actually see a reiteration of Darby and Brody King. Was it as brutal as what we saw on TV? No, no. But this was also at PWG. But even then, still, it was kind of like, whoa, like this fucking dude is massive. And just seeing, you know, no. like fucking Brody do a tope, landing on Darby. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right?
1: Like, oh, my God! Yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> just
3: think, like that was vicious. You
2: know, man. Yeah,
3: he's a big guy that can move, you know, I mean that's scary enough but then you know having the other elements to it it's like oh Darby dude I don't know how you can you know try to survive but
1: yeah, they've only done <laughs> and it and he three did. Times,
3: apparently so, so they did uh yeah they've done it three times
0: uh, so on this so, show experience. uh when Sting's trying to save him and the lights go out The stare down between Alistair or Malachi. My bad. Malachi Black and Sting.
3: Tommy End.
0: Tommy End. Whatever version. all I know. Uh the stare down as much as I was like laughing at Sting just taking a sweet ass time and all that stuff. He's still a presence. You know what I mean? Like you can't take that away from him. He's a presence when Sting comes out. You go, Oh that's that's fucking Sting. He's still a big dude. Watching him, like, nose-to-nose with Malachi actually had, like, my head turning. I was kind of like, I might be very into this. Like, this is something I'd be pretty curious about. The mist was kind of cool because it makes me wonder. We've seen them toy around with the mist with some people but not others. So maybe we get Sting with a weird eye. Maybe some of his paint starts changing a little bit. Maybe Sting gets a little bit darker. I don't know. But maybe nothing happens at all. It's hard to say with the mist. But, seeing Sting get misted, seeing the idea of Malachi and Sting, I was more interested in that potential than I think anything with Darby or Brody. And I don't try to, I'm not trying to be dismissive of those two dudes beating the hell out of each other. But there was something that was pretty, there was something there, I think, for me at least.
1: I definitely was Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah.
3: Because, after a while, this is hard to watch. Mm. This little guy getting his out beat. So oh, hardcore. God. And then that's when you start sitting there like, oh my God, how much is this? You know, he's small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit's really got to hurt. You,
1: you uh, know it got to hurt when you looking at it on the TV screen and you're like, oh, you yeah. feel it. Right there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, it was a couple times where he kicked him out of the
3: ring, and I was like, God, God Almighty. know oh, it?" Wasn't there a point when Brody chopped him, and he like basically flew halfway across the ring?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He almost rolled <laughs> no, out. And
2: you're,
3: you're like, oh, it, my it God. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was vicious. Uh, that would
3: yeah. be something children don't watch. Please don't watch. Hey.
1: Yeah, it was like, going to... and also Darby knows how to sell these things too. So it it, 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 it makes it look worse than it really is. But it's that's it. Still bad was now, right? bad. Yeah, <laughs> it still was bad, man. Yeah.
3: Bless his little heart.
0: <laughs> so after that takes takes place, I will say the whole thing came to me, a screeching halt with Miro coming out. Staring, sort of blinking, sort of not. Is he wearing an eye patch under there? Is he not? Did Did Malachi spritz Miro in the face before he disappeared for a little bit? I
1: think so. He might have. Probably. I ain't got
0: you. I wish that they but had shown was, a replay.
1: What the fuck was that about? Though? Why Mommy would he just like you. come down and just stare? That's yep.
0: What, that's all you yeah, that was kind of lame to me. I wish that they had done something with it, but. What I also thought is something that WWE does too much, that AEW doesn't do enough, that there's probably a better balance of, is some form of recap, right? You could watch Raw, and they're going to recap the first segment every half an hour. This happened earlier. This happened earlier. And you was like, shut the fuck up. We saw it. Yep. Or I'll go to YouTube and watch it. Relax. I don't need to know it too much, right? But yeah. this is one of those moments where they could have had the stare down. And then when they came back from break saying, what we just saw, this stare down, is related right. to this. And then like show the, the clip. Back. You know what I mean? Like, this stuff. just happened. You guys just missed it. And to bring it back, I mean, I'm not an announcer. I, I'm not I'm not able to, to verbalize the way that I would expect a Jim Ross would be able to if they said we're going to show what happened and then show the stare and show the spritz before it, uh, connect the two. I'm sure he'd have a really nice way of saying, like, Miro came out, and in case you're wondering why, boom, this is what happened. This is why we haven't seen him. He's back, and he's more mad than ever. You know, boom, boom, boom. But, but I still don't know if Miro got sprayed in the face or if he was wearing a eye patch because he got LASIK. Uh, he also didn't remove his sunglasses, so you also couldn't really tell. And his sunglasses are also really big, so I think I saw the corner of a patch on the top of his eyebrow. And I thought I saw the reverse corner by the top of his cheek but it was really really hard to tell because he had big glasses and i would think if you're trying to push the idea that he's got a damaged eye because malachi spit in it don't go out there in glasses just don't show us your eye and an eye patch because then it's a visual it's a stunning visual you know the crowd might even gasp (gasps) his eyeball's gone i don't know you know They might, but to just have big sunglasses, fuck, it comes off super weird. You're just out here staring at a dude? If you're, you You must not be that mad. You didn't rush him.
3: Exactly.
0: You know? So, all the Miro stuff, I was kind of like, it's not clicking. They could do that different.
3: They do a horrible job with Miro. Yes, yeah. they
0: do. Um. W- 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 yeah, and WWE can overdo it I really do think that they'd overdo it sometimes sometimes you get super frustrated I get really mad when I watch Hulu edits of WWE because the Hulu edits will keep all the recaps of what happened in the show but cut out segments and matches in the show and I was like you've already, you've already cut it down you don't need to waste more time on the same segment <laughs> you know uh, oh and one of the notes Miro had two different color lenses which again without being able to see what's behind the lenses doesn't mean anything to me at all
3: waiting yep. for Tony to catch someone who his his god Nero's god mm. to bring his that'd be funny
0: who do you think it'll be
3: well I don't know
0: you could do Vincent Good. that'd be creepy that'd be real creepy
2: mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's see. Backstage, anything else on Miro or that opening segment? as we move it along? No. no. Do you guys think Miro's been hitting in general? Everything he's done since Redeemer... I, there was a very small window of Miro that I've enjoyed in AEW. I hated when he came in. I hated all the gamer stuff. I didn't like yeah, blonde Miro. Know. Then he was like... Yeah. And then I think his initial TNT run was great. When he got the TNT title... Awesome. Then he loses it. And now he's the redeemer and hates God and wants to beat up God. And all his promos are against God. But like you said, who are you going to book to be God? Cause at this point we're waiting for a match. The only person who's beat God in a wrestling match so far is Vince McMahon.
2: God, God is 0-2 on
0: Vince. Yeah. But we did have a backstage segment. Cole Carter... Cutting his promo. Former Two Dimes. I call him 20 Cent. Cutting his promo. Ricky Starks comes over at Powerhouse Hobbs. And uh, they go back and forth, setting up a match later on tonight for the FTW title. I guess we'll just come back to that. The promo itself was fine. I thought it was interesting when Ricky starts to walk away and 20 Cent tries to grab Ricky and turn him back around and Hobbs, like, gets in the way and, like, slaps his hand, kind of. Like... 20 cents response to that came off to me. Like he was not expecting or aware or okay with that. He was just kind of like, Oh, uh, okay. And then I like, kept doing his promo. Cause it was almost like he was, I think in his mind, I'm going to turn Ricky around. Ricky's going to be in my face and Hobbs gets in the way. And then he's just like, so that's not happening. And now I might get punched. Uh, like that's what it felt like. He felt like really awkward in that moment of like, Oh shit okay i may have stepped out of line i got to get my words out like <laughs> it was kind of this weird little <laughs> awkward uh, could have done it different i guess you know what i mean did you guys catch that at all or was i just
1: i didn't catch it
0: no mm. uh what do you guys think of the best what friends versus about... go ahead
3: ricky though Most very productive about ricky if you were on the end foot,
0: no oh yeah Yeah, oh, I thought they all played it as well as they could, but I did laugh at 20 Cent there, because I think you got real awkward fast. (laughs) Um, Wheeler Yuta and Moxie against the best friends. I barely paid any attention to this. I can't stand the best friends at this point. Um, Commentary at this point is pretty rough, with Tony Schiavone kind of heading the table, as he says, the most superfluous things that anyone could ever say.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, freshly squeezed orange on the commentary.
0: Yeah. Did they?
1: Yeah.
0: Tell me about it, man. Did you guys enjoy it?
1: (laughs) No, he only said
3: two words.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I didn't miss it.
3: No, you missed nothing. No!
0: I mean, that's a whole thing, too. The fact I didn't even catch that he walked out and said on commentary at all, and the fact I didn't catch he was on commentary at all, makes the gag pointless you know what i mean like yeah. like it's one thing to make a joke to yourself and you giggle right you can fart in an empty room and think it's hysterical but it's not landing you know what i mean like right. the the audience has to get it right and if i missed it entirely so funny okay i All trust right. you tony <laughs>
3: Um, you know, honestly, there's only so much you can do with Orange Cassidy now. I think they've done everything you could.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's nothing left to
3: them. Um, Again, my comment on that match was, I think the workhorse really in Best Friends, as I always said, goddamn fucking Trent. Yeah. And Chuck Taylor's just kind of there. And I'm like, why are you still here, Chuck? But well,
1: that's my thing is, I came on here a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we, y'all said that they should be gone. Then the following week, right? And I'm talking about mm-hmm. the best friends, just to be clear for the folks that's listening. Mm-hmm. But um, the following week, I came and then I seen your uh, Pondy Vice, right? Or Pondy Vice? Mm-hmm. Am I saying it right? Okay, so I seen them and then I was like, Okay, so best friends is over now and I'm like alright and then we, I guess that's what we came to that conclusion like okay yeah I guess they're doing away with that right and then I see best friends again I'm like oh they still doing this like well, yeah. what's going on like yeah. oh okay like I guess and then okay. um mm-hmm. go
3: ahead I think it's only because Rocky's in doing kind of Japan. a double duty work in Japan right now because okay. he is the one person who all of the gaijin, he's kind of the one that's their connection to. Yeah, he's been, he worked, he's worked for New Japan for over 20 years. He's
0: considered part of the office of New Japan.
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: I've seen interviews with him and Carl Anderson, and they talk about it. Rocky's one of the mm-hmm. Booker types. And he mm-hmm. refers to him, he's like, oh, that's an office question. You'll have to ask Rocky. Like, I mean, I've seen him like, He's yeah. consider that. I think the whole Rapungi Vice thing was just to build the Forbidden Door. And like we said during right. the build, the worst part about the build is you could tell that all of it had nothing to do with what's gonna happen after Forbidden Door. You just could tell it was a short term thing. It wasn't that they were gonna they were building that necessarily, but they weren't gonna do anything with Rapungi Vice afterwards, not for a while at least. You know? That's why Trent's back in back friends.
3: Yeah, because... yeah. Well not only that, but like the yeah. Vice <laughs> right now. I mean the G one is a pretty big fucking tournament. This year they've had four separate brackets. So I get you know, Rocky's gonna be totally busy. And especially having New Japan strong. so you sure. doing that back. What I'm before. saying
0: is Rapungi Vice is a new Japan thing. It's not an AEW thing. Yeah. And their appearance on AEW was strictly because of Forbidden Door.
3: It was also a kind of honor thing too.
0: Sure. Not AEW. We're just not well, gonna see them on A.E.W. much unless they're building towards something else.
3: Well, I'm trying to make Fetch happen over
1: here, okay? It's not
0: happening. (laughs) You
1: know what I think that's funny about it, though? Is that... um,
0: I was right, it is High Noon. This is is our sponsored, not sponsored drink of the night. High Noon. Okay. Go ahead, Jake.
1: All right. No, um, with uh, Yuda, right? Um, Mm -hmm. That he was with them, and then even though Taz used to say you missed the commentary pretty much, but Taz was like... You know, uh best friends trained them and then he just left the best friends like that. And I think it's funny that he say that and and that is the case, you know, they, they was training him or whatever and then he left them to go to the Blackpool Combat Club or whatever they mm-hmm. wanna call themselves. And now he's training with them and now he's whipping the best friends ass, like, Yeah, y'all yep. y'all didn't train me good enough. They trained me well, and then, like, even <laughs> listening to uh Regal on the commentary where he's like, um, it was a move that he you had kicked out, and he said six months ago he wouldn't be, be able to get out of that, but now he does. And I'm like, yep. yeah, okay, I can see, I can see what they're doing there. But
0: I felt like he it was, them, yeah, I felt like a lot of it was tearing down breast friends, whether it was inadvertent or inadvertent, there was a lot of like. You know, Uta uh, was learning under them and then leaves. And now look at him. And you're like, yeah, now he's right. a fucking winner and a badass and a champion. And all it took right. was getting away from them. They look like dead right. weight now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like... they short. <laughs> also, speaking <laughs> of best friends, one birthday we forgot about from the In Time Wrestling Podcast. Not the man, but the adjacent man, Jeremy In Time. The little brother of Justin Time. It was his birthday today and we forgot to mention it and I just want to throw that out there because it's friend awful. of the show drinking buddy he's been on I believe he was on episode one if you go back far enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect, right. so yeah good guys good guys uh, but yeah uh, anything you guys have to say about the match because I was just not into it well oh, no.
3: I want to make it clear right. mm-hmm. that when you say best friends train to... no he went to the Chikara school at the time Chuck Taylor was teaching along with Mike Clackenbush. So that that whole thing, don't drag don't drag coach friends into this. Well,
0: but that's the AEW story. Yeah. Just like I with know, WWE but, land. We are al- we really? allow our <laughs> companies to make up history as they go. That's what we do. We let No. Them. No. No, <laughs> to
3: make some bullshit. It's like, okay, this is like either he thought of this while high or he was coming down. Or I don't know. That's the
0: new reality, I'm willing to accept it. I accept anything wrestling companies tell me on TV as fact.
3: I I don't. No. (laughs) No. Telling me that John is greatest in the world. (laughs) No. not believable. (laughs) <laughs> He's trying to tell me that Darby can, you know, take out, like, I don't know, like, you know, he could take out, like, Keith Lee. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, you might. It's uh not real. <laughs> Kiro's coming through. Cheers to Kiro. longtime drinking buddy of the show. Can we scare away some of our noobs? Our
3: newbies?
0: Yeah. Um, if you don't have anything else to say about that, we keep, them, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. The Swerve. And Keith Lee spot. They had the promo in there. This was the other promo that. I think they did well with in general. But I felt like it was getting awkward fast. It felt like a really long Kevin Gates. Celebratory thing. Like it felt like a paid advertisement. Like I felt like it. I felt like they talked about Kevin Gates and his album too much. For me. And I couldn't tell if it was that they wanted to incorporate him and that was just the idea or if the idea uh, is is that Kevin paid for some advertisement or that just Swerve and Keith Lee were like hey we've got like seven minutes tonight we're gonna talk about you as much as we can but it felt like a lot on an album and not a lot on them being tag champions but outside of that I thought they came off pretty natural and cool and I I didn't hate the Kevin Gates stuff. I like when he punched Tony knees. That was cool.
1: Man, that was a... I thought that was real the way he hit him. You hit him right in the chin, yeah. Yeah, his chin gonna hurt. But, um... I I think... I think, you know, because of the whole rapper thing, you know, both of them rappers, considered rappers, and, um... I think that was a great thing. And I think also it was more like, Oh, you're here too. Okay. Well, we, we can have some minutes for you and and put you on TV and and showcase you too. I think it was in that type of thing because Mm -hmm. in which we'll get into later, there was another rapper that, that came out last night too, but we'll get to Mm -hmm. that. But yes, um, you know, so yeah, uh, I think it was just that. It was just that. In Atlanta, Mm -hmm. go ahead and promote the rapper. Let it go ahead. And and he got an album out. So, hey, this is a perfect way to promote your album. Go do it. You know what I mean? So I think it was just that. Yeah.
0: I just kept waiting for something to be said or for them to talk about their partnership or being tag champs or what it means to them or anything. And I didn't get any of that. I just got – they both – they both listen to hip hop. They both like Kevin Gates, and he's front row. And they they bought a cake at Safeway.
1: Yeah, and then also like, um, just how significant, um, Keith Lee was speaking. <laughs> yeah, and and um, the difference that uh, Swerve was just you know his energy that he was bringing. It was just that's why I say it was an interesting duo because. You got that hmm, caviar type of guy, and then he. You mm-hmm. got the. I want some steak and some you know what yeah. I'm saying so. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> it was. A, it's an interesting dynamic.
0: Yeah, they are pretty cool together. I just don't think they're gonna hold the titles long. That's me. I think they're. I think they happen to drop them. That's my thought. So I was hoping we'd get a little bit and and. and This didn't help my theory that they happened to drop them. The fact that they talked very little about it other than them just holding their titles and having their shirts. They talked so much about other stuff that I was like, I don't feel like they're invested in having them. I feel like they know it's short term. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the impression I got watching it was like, I don't know if they care all that much they got them other than they just like having gold, you know? Which, you know, isn't the worst thing, but just kind of the impression I got off it.
1: They hmm. gave him titles and said, hey, you know what? We think highly of you, too. Yeah. And it's oh. good for Swerve. That's,
0: that's oh. huge for Swerve. Mm-hmm. It could be great. Do you think they end up with uh with a rivalry between the two of them where they beat Snot out of each other for a while? I believe so. I believe so. Mm-hmm.
1: I, believe so. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I think it could be cool. I
1: think, I think that's Swerve's heel turn.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's a good point. That's yep. a good point. Uh, Kuro says that uh, he's in our chat. He says he has got a job with WWE now as a remote creative consultant. That's a job I was trying to get. At his, he's got a Canadian promotion. That was a job I was trying to get a Canadian promotion, be a remote creative consultant. He wouldn't give it to me, and now he just took WWE. He's a jerk. Kuro's class A jerk. <laughs> okay, so he, so what he's doing is he's here farming for ideas. That's what he's doing here now. He's got to, And every time we see Kiro now, now we know that's our. He's here farming for ideas. Bro, Bro. yeah. Bro, I'll tell you this,
3: Kiro. People are already coming farm ideas references. off of us anyway.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Or me in particular, because I know I've had a couple of them been out there.
0: It's true. That's true. You know, I'm
3: like, Jesus, really? No.
0: Uh. Varsity Blonde and Christian Cage. The big takeaway here was that after the match, uh, Jungle Boy comes out very slowly, walks to the ring with a chair. Luchasaurus goes out into the ring, stands in front of um, uh, uh, Jungle Boy. And then uh, through the power of friendship and eye contact, (laughs) Luchasaurus has decided that he's no longer bad, that everything that had been happening the past month with Christian – didn't mean anything, because... Friendship... Okay. I didn't understand. Overpowers underst- all. Overpowers <laughs> all. I didn't understand or get what the fuck we're doing here with this. The second Jungle Boy came out and they did I was like, oh, we're gonna do a thing. Yeah, go ahead, Shakes.
1: Okay. Real quick, right? Yeah. I can I can understand that, right? I can get that aspect of it. The way that they delivered it and executed was so wrong Mm -hmm. okay he comes down with the chair and he's like looking at him like look man i will go through you if i have to and i really don't want to because you're my friend that's the look that he was giving
3: yeah
1: to luchasaurus and then luchasaurus then goes by his side now see where I that's that's where you messed up at. Where I see it should have been was even if Luchasaurus says, okay, friendship over all, he still should have just put his head down. Yeah. And just let him go. And just let him go after Christian. Right? That would have been like, okay. Even though he's still bad, it's like he understands, like This guy's been talking about my friend's family. This guy's been doing, my friend needs to go ahead and get his revenge. I can get that. Yeah. But to sit there and, oh no, I'm not bad anymore. I'm good again. Like, that was like, oh, come on. Yeah. Really? Come come on. Yeah. Drop the ball again, man. And I was really liking this. I was really liking this. With luchasaurus i was like yeah because uh christian got a trance over him he got the control over him because uh they wasn't doing nothing before christian got there then they was the tag team champions so i can see luchasaurus saying you know what i'm following christian i can get that that was something that i can go with and then he he does his little bidding like he does his dirty work awesome But now you just just flipped the whole story, and it's it's stupid. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible storytelling.
0: Yeah. Because the last, like, like two two or three weeks, yeah, last, like, three weeks or so, uh, Amanda's been saying that she doesn't care, Stan Luchasaurus, so doesn't give a shit. And I've been saying, I don't know. This is a Luchasaurus I can buy into. I'm really buying into him for the first time this whole thing. So then, this happened. I was like, "Of course, they backtrack right. and do some dumb shit with it because he was finally believable, and they need exactly. him to be a goddamn Barney dinosaur." Right?
3: All right. All Stupid. Right. Right. Stupid
0: shit,
3: yeah. Yeah. but well, yeah, I I, like I will say this: when we heard um, the entrance, the little bit of was obviously we know, oh, Jungle Boy, kind of in my my sick mind was hoping that he'd come out with his haircut.
0: Oh, me too, for sure. I was hoping to have a haircut.
3: Yeah, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a new jungle boy. No, but yep. he looked like he gained some weight. He bulked up a little. No, yeah, a he little looked bulkier.
1: He's but, been doing it. He's been, he's no, been but bulking up, up a lot since, really. since yeah. I, yeah.
3: Yeah, but he really looked kind of mm-hmm. bulky. And I was like, damn. Cause he kind of came out, kind of dressed like his dad circa 90210 and I'm like, why didn't you just cut the fucking hair? Anyways. Again, people yeah. out there, if you're listening, I need a jungle boy.
0: Yeah. So I yeah Kiro says through the down. power of 2001 Vince Russo style riding, Luchasaurus turns, right? Because it's all about the swerve. The swerve. It was stupid, man. Uh, let's see. Speaking of stupid, we had 20 Cent versus Ricky Starks. I got a question for you about 20 Cent, as I call him in AEW, the former Two Dimes. He, He was released from WWE for failing the wellness policy too many times in a short period of time. The belief is that he's been using steroids the whole time, and if you look at what 20 cent looked like before he got into NXT when he was on AEW Dark he's significantly smaller than he is now and he's been bigger and bigger every time they see him so the idea being that he's on uh performance enhancing drugs that he shouldn't be on and um within a week here really uh he shows up in AEW I don't care when people take steroids that's not my business and I really don't give a shit I like I like watching Big tough buff dudes wrestle and if they take <laughs> stairways to do it i don't care one bit never have but here's the thing that kind of annoys me is tony their khan's body. been asked say what <laughs> yes their body yeah and you're putting on a show if i watch a movie with like schwarzenegger or the like or someone like that and i see a movie and they put person's supposed to be giant and buff like a christian bale if I find out he used a bunch of steroids to get ready for Batman, I'm not going to go, well, then that movie must not be good. It's not believable anymore. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. He's got a, He's making his body look a certain way for a role. And, and bottom line, in wrestling, it's a role. So, that said, that I don't give a shit if he's on steroids or not. The thing that does kind of annoy me or that I wonder about is AEW's wellness policy, which no one's ever seen or heard of but every time that tony Khan is asked about it he says we have one this mystic one and even when wwe created theirs after the steroid trial they made theirs public so people could see it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: took a while but they did it the thing is that gets me is that tony khan has been saying there's a wellness policy this whole time except in the past what do we got three months maybe WWE releases one talent because they have an alcohol problem that needs to be uh, addressed through rehab and that person denies it, shows up in AEW immediately. This person is popped on three different drug tests and has to be released because policy is as policy is and they can't oversee it, pops up immediately in AEW. If AEW has a wellness policy, what does it look like if drugs and alcohol aren't the problem? is it just like they can't fail if they don't test therefore it's well enough for me
3: yeah <laughs> no. see now that's where i'm gonna bring this person up Go ahead. is there was a wellness policy i don't think jimmy havoc would have been originally signed to ad
0: for sure because
3: i mean i mean he's for the longest time that's been a huge problem with his and yeah. it's not like it was a secret, you know? He wouldn't have passed that.
0: Yeah.
3: So, I don't know. But sometimes I think Tony talks out of his ass and he really doesn't know. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: That's what I think. I think he's talking out of his ass and he's lying and trying to <laughs> save face him. all the time.
1: Lower yeah. It up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lower it up. And even uh, then, but,
0: uh... go ahead, Shakes.
1: I'm sorry. No, I, I wanted you to finish still.
0: Oh, yeah. Even on. then, regardless, like, honestly, if he just said we don't have one because here in AEW, we don't want to restrict a XYZ, whatever. If he were to say we don't have one because we haven't had an issue enough to feel that we need one that, that encompasses the entire company. We deal with talent on a one-on-one basis. I would say, cool, fine. All that's fine. My problem is keeps fucking lying about stuff and no one's checking him. You know what I mean? Like, someone's got to say, Tony, if you have a wellness policy, how did Jeff Hardy and, and 20 Cent and Jimmy Havoc make it on your roster? What is it you guys aren't checking?
3: That's a Hausman question.
0: Yeah, go for it, Hausman. Good luck to you. Go for it, man.
3: <laughs> I, know yeah. if I should. I should be media for us. And then I can ask him, like, all these questions. He's like, God, that fucking bitch again. I want Oh. <laughs> yeah. Tony.
0: Yeah,
1: that would Tony. be awesome. Yeah,
3: awesome. you might want to do a line before I ask you this.
0: Yeah, Here, <laughs> take a quick bump of this rail and then let's sit down and talk. What uh, <laughs> are you gonna say, Shakes?
1: Um, about the match, right? Sure. Um, oh, any of it. Ricky stocks right? At first, I ain't get it. I ain't see it. I don't like. uh he's annoying. I don't like it. Right. Mm-hmm. Changed my whole mind, bro. After watching this match, he's awesome. <laughs> he's so awesome, bro. Like the the things he do in the ring. Like when he type roped on the um, and he was dancing on the on the rope. Like I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Just to, it's like him saying, yo, it's so easy to me. That I can play around and still whoop your ass. It's just yeah. like that. Oh, okay. That is amazing to me. Yeah, that is so amazing, man. Shout out to him, man. Oh yeah, he's amazing.
0: Oh, he's fantastic.
1: When, lip over
3: here.
0: When uh, <laughs> when I went, and, when, I mean, where I met Amanda was at the filming of Hard Times, and it was a weekend of wrestling. Uh, with NWA, it was three different TV filmings, and he had the most number of matches of everybody in the whole, the whole, the whole weekend. Okay. He had like seven or eight. The most the next person had was like three or two. Like he... No, it was three. Yeah, I think the, the, yeah someone had three. He had like Actually, seven. Actually,
3: no, four. Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch. I had about like four. Maybe five.
0: You think? I remember walking away thinking Trevor Ricky Mr. Starks was the workhorse of this weekend. I saw him wrestle he more was. than anyone else.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So like gloat right now. Like so lo
0: you do whatever you
3: want. Okay. I'm getting on my soapbox. I know I said on episode one. Go all the way back, people. Did I not say that this this guy this guy's a fucking star? Okay. Just unfortunately, you know, he wasn't giving the right platform. I've seen so many tweets since, you know, since yesterday. But oh my god, I'm like now a fan. I mean, like, great. But you know what? He's been this way the whole time. Yeah, late. He just mm-hmm. doesn't he just doesn't get his due. And it's very evident that right now, I think enough people have probably gotten in Tony's ear. It's like, if you don't do something, this guy's gonna fucking walk probably because he's already already whining and bitching like the hausman interview he did Uh already like you know i don't understand you know i don't understand you know all these wwe people are coming in and you know it makes people like him feel less than
2: it's true Uh
3: because now you got four Nichols, who was the next wwe person
2: Uh
3: it's like oh you're gonna sign him tony okay, yeah, and what, what are you going to do? You're going to put him above someone else because he was under an umbrella in a system that, you know, that, you know, that's a desirable quality, but that doesn't make him a good wrestler. That doesn't make any a good wrestler. You know? And especially because of the fact that I'm very suspicious of you were fired because of wellness policies mm-hmm. and violating it. You know what, what that could be? But it's not good. So, going back to Ricky is, he, it's finally like people get to see what I've been like talking about for the longest time. And then he had a tweet yesterday and I should pull it up, but it was something to the effect about, he didn't realize how hard his fans go. Yeah. And he's doing a shout out. So I was a little bitter and I said, yeah, you, know, you better recognize about that. Cause yeah. anyone can tell you, besides people who are in Texas, who follow Inspire Pro, the only other person that I knew of who really championed him was me. And if you ask Ricky Starks that and he says, oh, no, 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 he's a fucking liar. I've got receipts, but I'm glad that people are noticing. I almost feel like with Tony, it's a little too late almost because you built this great synergy with him and Hobbs and now what's gonna happen? Because Hobbs, yeah, walked out with him, but where was he? He vanished because he shouldn't have been there when after Ricky won, you know, congratulating this man, bringing the belt to him like he has been, but there was he was nowhere. So I don't know, I mean, I know that I've said before that, you know, Hobbs is the one that everybody loves and everyone loves them some Will Hobbs. And I think JR was very forced about oh look, it's pretty Ricky. And pretty Ricky's pretty damn good. You know, and I'm like, Okay, you could have been saying this all along. What the fuck is what what's the it what's what's the deal? Alright, all right. So I feel
0: like JR's always put pretty, over Ricky on his podcast at least he's always put over Ricky.
3: Yeah, but not on the not on not on the show. Mm. No. I mean, it's always Hobbs. He Hobbs he got it.
1: He mm-hmm. got it, man. Even when uh Ben Helsing, right? That's his name. Came out and he's like he's like, Oh uh, I I say right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I said, next week, next week. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Y'all can still watch it. <laughs> I <laughs> right. Know that, I was I like that
3: crowd was just like, no, they loved man, them and Judging.
1: Yeah, he's like, it'll be me will... against Van Helsing. Yeah, you know, I, I was like, yeah, he's he got it, he got it, yeah. <laughs> he got yeah. it.
3: I love how he came out, Richard. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's me, Dan. House you know, Dan House. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Was like, now, <laughs> was yeah. now you got to laugh because we've heard we've heard Ricky do his Keith Lee impression, which is pretty funny. Yeah, he's dead, dead on game. with, yeah. Who's dead on with Danhausen? Dan I had to laugh. I was on the floor.
1: Oh, but he was on. He was on point with it,
3: man. I think Ricky's going to lose the title to uh, Danhausen, though. Because of Hooks.
1: So. Oh, and Hookhausen. that would be mm-hmm. interesting. And but maybe, I think, maybe like, he wipes the floor with him and then it, it's a him versus Hook or uh, Ricky Stubbs. Yeah,
3: uh-huh. Maybe. But. I think really yeah. Hook should be the, the one that
2: has to belt, to be honest.
3: That's
0: all I'm saying. Yeah, that's what, he, that's what he's saying, that's that's what that saying, is that what if what if Ricky uh, does Dan Housen dirty, and Hook comes out like, what are you doing, man? Why are you doing my buddy dirty? And he's like, he ain't right. one of us. And he goes, well, if he's not one of us, I'm not one of us. You know, like, Although he would say it with less words and a bag of chips, but
3: I was gonna say that's a little wordy for hook. It's a little wordy for hook. Little <laughs> so right, wordy right
0: there. Right, right. What
3: are you doing, buddy? No, no, don't that's
1: beat up my not friend. That's not <laughs> hook. Yeah. 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 That's weird. Say that he'll just look but, at him like,
0: Yeah, he would look at yeah. him, stand in front of him, stand between him, yeah. uh-huh. do the head nod, flick a chip at him, eat a chip in <laughs> yeah. his face.
3: Yeah.
0: That's more like.
3: would go fucking bonkers. Oh you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Oh my gosh, we're
2: going to have a little hook for Ricky Stokes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Grim Reaper uh, says, hi. So Grim Reaper's coming through. Kiro does say a couple things. He says, here's the best thing I heard someone say about the wellness policy. Tony Khan owns an NFL team. Is his team also not following the wellness policy? Which is also true. That's one of the things that uh, uh, WWE's touted since they created theirs, that theirs was better than the NFL's. And the NFL has always seemed as like a high level one. Uh, Kuro does say, I just checked because of Marcia's question, every place AEW has held shows has the lowest restrictions on wellness and drugs for combat sports, which is what AEW has itself filed as. And that could be a big thing too. We talk about how much AEW doesn't go anywhere, but maybe it's also a restriction of wellness. Maybe they can't go everywhere.
3: They will not be able to wrestle in Washington State. That athletic commission is pretty Mm -hmm. Strict,
0: yeah like and and wwe is all about being able to be everywhere always all the time so of course they would have the most strict one because what's the most strict that's in the nation that's what we have to at least abide by where AEW is yeah. potentially going the other route if we want to ha- what's the most lax they have and how many can we do in that area you know what i mean like could be that could be part of it no one's talking about that except us you're on episode one resting on the rocks Sidebar.
3: I don't think you watched it, Shakes, but did you see the um, the Road to the Dynamite and the little promo?
0: Shakes, do you watch any of the YouTube stuff? No,
1: on AEW. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There was a promo package that I think would be uh, might be worth me sending to you, or Amanda Jane can send it to you. That uh, Ricky and Hobbs did backstage. It looks like after they lost, and it was really good. Very good. One thing I thought was super noticeable in there uh, or notable was that he said, I don't know how long I can hold on, but as long as I can, I'm going to give you fans this, that and the other, right? Which looked a whole lot like, I don't know if I'm resigning. I don't know if I'll be resigned. I don't know if that's going to be an option. Like, I don't know. Like, he feels like he's so in doubt of his place and his future. Yep. And that was kind of crazy to see and feel.
3: I'll comment on that. The, so, his and, and um, Hobbs, they've been there now two years. And I'm sure that they did not sign them for any more than that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Because these are guys that don't have a record of whatever.
0: Yeah.
3: A back record. Um, to go on. So, I think that because of Tony's lack of really seeing what these guys can do and then you get these other people who come in and because they're working with like Jericho, they're working with this, that and the other, you know they're getting more time to shine. Yeah. I think that that's a hard one to really kind of swallow and I think that what I know of is Ricky is that's always been his Achilles heel was hmm. You know, I'm 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 good. I don't understand why other people don't think so, or why this person hasn't looked at me, or that person hasn't looked at me. Because to be quite honest, he's above he's above impact. That's like step down. WWE has already told him three times at least that they didn't want him. Would they try to get him now? I don't know. But again, it's going to be that same situation of they're not using him so you know i mean it, that's where it's tough now if he really wanted to and i think that he could i mean you can even throw him in ring of honor but then again that's not gonna make ricky's still not gonna want that but i think that he just has to he just has to put it in and not because unfortunately in a lot of these interviews and especially with the husband one Comes off as a whining bitch, and it's like, you know, you're entitled. You have this chip on your shoulder. I get that, yeah, you do, but you know what? No one wants to deal with that kind of shit because you haven't proven yourself to be that kind of person that can wear that that kind of chip.
0: Yeah, it comes off a little bit like how Eric Young and EC three have come across. Where it's like, it comes across like he's saying it differently because they said it flat out. They said, if you don't have five minutes of TV time for me. Your show's broken, and you need to fix it. It was never. I'm not bringing five minutes worth of TV to the table, right? It was always you guys are fucking up if you don't rely on me. And guys like that, when they're finally given the time, are kind of over it by the time they get there, and they put out lackluster work. Like, I mean, if you watch EC3, I saw, I saw, I've talked about it before on episode one. When he first made his first entrance where the screen said EC3 and he was supposed to kind of like conjure it up kind of a deal. He's like super hard, like, mm, mm. and then the, the next week he comes out or like two weeks later, he comes out he just kind of like puts his hands up like there, there, there. Like he's not into it. He's not doing it. He's not trying anymore. And when you stop giving a shit because quote, I stopped giving a shit when they stopped giving a shit. No, it's not their job to give a shit about your career. As much as it is their job to uh, provide that platform and to give a shit in a sense, you're the one who needs to make sure that when the red light turns on that no one can stop watching, right? But when you give up on it – and so he's been saying it a different way where he's saying it like it's all about opportunity. If they don't want to give me the opportunity, then then nothing's going to happen. Like They're giving the opportunity to this guy. They're giving the opportunity to that guy. And I've just got to sit around and wait for my opportunity it's a different way of saying, if they're not making time for me, I can't make time for me. Whereas when you hear from guys like The New Day or, or uh, I think Seth's talked about it, where they talked about going into Vince's office week after week. Let's try this. Let's do that. Mojo, Matt Cardona said one of the things he regrets that he learned, um, not regret really, one of the things he learned the, the most that he wished he had applied earlier in his career was fighting for his time was not just saying, oh, I'm not on today. Okay, cool. He was always ready, but he was not always forward, right? He's like, he's had a bunch of, like the edge heads came about because he went to Vince and said, what if we did this? I think we could do something with this. What if we did this story arc? Like he started giving those ideas and then boom, you've got an idea and you've got the ability, let's roll with it. But when you're sitting back waiting for them on the other side, and they're not giving it to you, and you say, well, if they're not seeing it, they're not giving it to me, what am I supposed to do? Well, if you're not offering up either, and it sucks, being told no, time after time, other guys have talked about it, after a certain point, I offered this, I've offered that, they said no, why Why bother continuing? Because maybe your first five or six ideas are bullshit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> maybe it takes a while for you to start seeing something that's actually going to come to fruition, right? Like, Being told no isn't always bad. Sometimes you're being told no because you need to go a different direction, right? And sometimes people are told no and thought that that means there is no direction. Wrong direction is not no direction. And I agree with you that I think that one of Ricky's problems right now is in his interviews, he's coming off a little bit like, what am I supposed to do? I'm sitting back and no one's coming to me. And you're like, "Uh, I wish you would say more about what you're trying to get across versus what they're not giving you. You know what I mean?
3: But that's been like a since been his Kennedy deal all about him. But also to add to your comment, he was very, very proud a year ago or so, or even like a little after he signed too, that he was part of the what they called the White House back backstage. Uh-huh. Which if you don't know what that is, is the White House is a group of certain people who are very vocal. And kind of at the time were a lot of kind of tony's favorites who was in the white house mjf um because it was there beforehand brit baker um trying to think there was somebody there were two others too but ricky got a seat at the table and you know a lot of people would say oh yeah you know the white house they always get their way they pitch things to tony and whatever. And then Brick Baker tried to, co- to say, no, 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 no. Tony doesn't ever do what anything we ask. That's a lie. Well, no. You wouldn't have your position of where you are. And I yeah. think that Ricky was a little man on the totem pole. He didn't use his opportunity to speak. Because I know him and, you know, he... I'll tell you how it is, but, you know, if you're trying to be yes or yes or and being respectful, that don't get you so far. Yeah. this is a guy obviously you've been around him long enough that this guy plays favorites he has his little toys he's playing god okay and you need to like you either you either you know fend for yourself get your shit in as ryan cage's old Hmm. moniker (laughs) gsmi and you do it you know you've got to do you got to put in that that work and that effort because you know what if everyone thought who's on that roster thought that you know feeling entitled like they should be getting something because they're that good or they're not that good yeah. or whatever no it's not how it works unfortunately yeah. you're with a boss that you, you gotta lick his ass because everyone when they first get there he treats them like their best friend and then it's uh-huh. like he avoids them like the plague like get ruby Cell. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's also a great thing to be a sponge in the back, but from time to time you got to wring out your own sponge right on top of the guy's desk, you know what I mean? You got to say, "Look, I've been absorbing all this stuff, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot here that yeah. we got to get out." You know what I mean? Like you can't just sit back and nod forever and expect it all to fall on your lap. That happens for some people, for sure. For sure there's yeah. chosen ones and stuff. But for the vast majority of people who make it in the business are guys who are not willing to just wait to be the chosen one. You know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And with Ricky, too, I think that, All right. If you're trying to kiss up to Phil and think that Phil's going to get you shit, no. Because feel that way. At the end of the day. I felt that way when he said that. I felt that. And I said to myself, Fucker, you know more than anything that because he got a lot of friends who worked in WWE. Yeah, granted it was after Punk was there, but obviously he, he had a reputation. He's he still, still doing the same fucking shit he did there. You know, he's gonna open his mouth yeah. and he's gonna get what he wants because he figures that I'm king shit and this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. So obviously, Ricky didn't work out with the White House. That didn't work out for him. But now you're gonna go there with Phil? I'm like, no. You need to do it on your own. Don't rely on anybody else but yourself. And the only other thing that really should make a fucking difference to Tony Khan is the fan reaction. How fans feel. These are the people that are watching it. These are the people who are giving your fucking numbers. You know, every Mm -hmm. week. That's who you should listen to. And not your cracked out self. the soapbox. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Shakes anything else on that topic before we move on?
2: i uh, <laughs> all
1: already stoked out.
0: i will start out. I'm so. He needs
3: to go back to doing his own merch, by the way.
0: His own this merch is was better than my now. Yeah, like
3: this is the the NWA one where it's the crocodile leather. Is my pleasure here.
0: Yeah, yeah, it you. was great. Uh, the women's tag one. match. Uh, I thought it was just an absolute disaster and there's really not much to say about it. I don't know if you guys yeah, felt differently about I... it.
1: Uh, the stat line. No,
2: right? it
0: was
1: just... Dis- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that, I'll that say disturbing this. shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Athena's smiling the whole time. But go ahead, man.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 it was funny because Jermaine Dupree was there. I'm like, oh, Jermaine Dupri's relevant again? That's what, I, that's that's what like,
1: I'm saying. Like... It,
3: yeah, but. What the fuck? I, where did he come from? But what I also learned too from? was when he's coming out with, with them and Stokely Hathaway, I'm like, I already know because I've seen Jermaine Dupree in person. Okay. Motherfucker, he's short. Okay, he's right. about Napoleon. The guy is short. Right. And then right. Oh, that's who was behind him? Them?
0: Uh-huh? That's who came yeah, out with them? I didn't yeah, notice. Jermaine I Jermaine Jermaine couldn't figure out who that was. I was like, I don't know who this new guy yeah, yeah, is.
3: It's like he's gained fifty pounds. Like since the last <laughs> time, i have probably be him anywhere. He was like a butterball, but I knew that was Jermaine. Yeah. Free, and I am sitting there like,
2: yeah.
3: man, Stokely must be a This is Are weird. Yeah, we <laughs> and I am like <laughs> so Yeah, it was, it was, it was bizarre. And I am like, really? Like when I think of Atlanta, like I didn't know who that other rapper guy was. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I don't know who the fuck that was? But when I think of rappers in Atlanta. One comes to mind, it's fucking moved up. Yeah. But he's probably off from the movie. But but still.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he's that doing is, the movies now.
0: Yeah, he comes you know, to mind. I think he
3: likes the He's good people. But, uh, you know, that's... Yeah. And Shakes,
0: you had something you want know. to say about this segment?
1: Um, no. Uh, just that it was weird to see, um... Jermaine Dupri come down. I don't know what is that about. Like, why is he even there? Like, and and even why is he bringing them down the ring? Like, that was weird.
0: No explanation. Again, yes. weird.
1: Yeah, a weird. <laughs> Athena smiling through the whole thing. Weird. Okay, but what I would say is, is that man, Kiara. I know she likes females, but whoo. Girl, girl, if you yes. watch, just one time, just let me get one time, What one time, you, you won't, you won't go back. Isn't that Diamante? <laughs> you won't go lady?
3: back. Who? Didn't she date
1: Diamante? Here I thought she was dating um, the other one. Which one? The, uh, the other one that was the baddies. I thought they.
0: Oh. oh. Uh, Layla Gray?
1: And the baddies. The, um, yeah. the other one I just got injured. I Layla got Great.
2: It? Oh, Red oh, Velvet. Gonna, hey.
3: He's oh. married. He's oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Layla Hirsch, I know, dates someone else too on the W. On the roster. All right, all right. I can't um,
0: remember. did you guys have anything you want to say about the FTR promo? Yeah. Uh,
3: you, you, uh, you
1: know what? I do. I do. Oh, um, cool. I think it was something that they never had done before and that was uh be vulnerable and speak on their real life situation and he spoke on his daughter's situation and you can tell right there like you won over the crowd with that right there and you Mm -hmm. can tell the emotion and feeling that he had with it like he was very very proud of his daughter and, and happy that she fought that and, and shout-outs to her, um, and her recovery. It was a hmm. it was. A good segment. I, I like that. I
0: was, Did you see? Uh, they came out with a shirt today.
1: Yeah. It, it, it told us a lot about FTR that possibly like a lot of fans didn't know. No. Yeah. Mm-mm.
0: Uh, they came out with an FTR shirt today. It said. Uh, it says uh. Fight like an eight year old girl oh, okay. and has a little heart with it with FTR inside of it. And like 100% of the proceeds are going to um, oh, uh, a charity that has to do with the Children's Heart Association or something like that. So, along those lines. Uh, so, that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, man,
1: that was
2: awesome. That's awesome. That's
0: definitely awesome. Well, outside of that, was the main event Barbed Wire Everywhere Death Match. Uh. A bunch of the guys were in a shark cage that was... Yeah. They, you, they used to put the shark cage above the ring, but they did not hear, which right. made me know it was coming down. Because uh, right. usually it was, how do you cheat from the shark cage? It was above the ring for a reason, and that reason was because there was other more clever ways to interfere. Then um, it, uh, uh, this one being off to the side in the audience made me go, okay, so it's coming down a little bit. Plus, they didn't raise it very high. It was like eight feet off the ground and so i was like okay so they're not even trying to put it up like it was just kind of like it told you everything right away as soon as they were lifting it and it just stopped over there i was like okay so that's coming down in the match like they're bringing it down and then as it was raising they showed ruby soho with the button and i was like clearly it's coming down because also the button she had wasn't plugged in correctly so that wasn't the actual controls somebody else was on the controls and so i was like okay so this is clearly gimmicked up this is kind of stupid but here we are. The other thing that really was hard for me to get past, but I did, was a show Justin Roberts introducing the guys with a microphone covered in barbed wire because that doesn't scream phony. Like that to me came off so fucking cartoonish. It's barbed wire everywhere. So of course to be on the microphone, hey? Fast forward to the start of the match. Kingston grabs the mic and taps as gently as he can on the top of Jericho's head with the fluffy part of the microphone, drops the mic, Jericho immediately reaches inside of his glove, the camera never cuts away, cuts to a different angle where you can still see him, he reaches into his glove, pulls out and fixes up his razor real quick, and then starts carving on his head, the whole time camera's on him, he's going, he makes sure it's bleeding, then... Kingston comes back with the microphone to scrape that part of that with the barbed wire, which he'd never hit him with to begin with. Like and now Jericho's bleeding. And we were fucking two minutes into the to the match and I was like, This is so fucking dumb already. What have they done? Like why do we why are we here? And then I felt like the match did not get better as it went. You guys Tell me what you thought, but me immediately it was all like boom, boom, boom. I was hit with three major stupid things right off the bat that I didn't even care. The majority of this match on my replay was picture in picture. I was like, fine, I'd rather watch commercials. Like, (laughs) let's start with. Go ahead, Jake's. What did you think of this match? What else did I miss? What's going on here? No, you ain't
1: missing anything. It's terrible uh the whole concept again like i said earlier in the don cage was stupid then they brought it down and they had uh ty conti ex-teammate turn on the motherfuckers for her to be back with ty conti and ty conti brings down the cage and can't even unlock it so they just say, screw it, and go through the bars. That's That really happened. They said, screw it, go through the bars. They went through the bars to go ahead and attack the, uh, come on, come on. And then uh, when he gets, uh, what's that move from? Man, it's, it's escaping me. But the, the move that uh, the chair had came down on Jericho's face.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, oh, man, that's, that's karma right there. <laughs> that's karma for all this stupid shit that y'all doing right there. Yeah, you definitely need a, uh, a hit across the noggin. So, um, yeah, it, it was just all bad. And then the ending was bad. The way the match ended. Uh, then you got um, you got Pretty Boy coming down, and he's helping Chris Jericho. They didn't see him in weeks. Oh, we didn't see him in weeks. It's like I thought I just seen him. Oh, yeah, okay. it was
0: like Fine. maybe two weeks ago, maybe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then it's like okay, you, you know, it, it was just all dumb. And I think it was the end Code end Breaker. He slams. Yeah. Jericho yeah the coat breaker that's it I, it was escaping me yeah yeah coat breaker and, and then the ending you know he just knocks him down into a barbed wire table that's it that's the
0: I did think it was really funny that Jericho gets a broken nose in the middle of a match that looks so fucking phony the whole time that the one thing that actually connected broke his nose like... <laughs>
1: exactly exactly <laughs> exactly that was karma that's what I was trying to yeah. like, oh, say. Yep. karma all the way all the bullshit that you was doing, the real shit got your, your, your fucking face smashed in. That's that's. Awesome.
0: Yep. And I did, there was one thing that was, that caught me in the beginning too, was Jake Hager's facial expressions the whole way down the ramp and into the cage and pretending like he didn't want to go in. And it was so cartoonishly and acted like a child that I was like, <laughs> fucking stupid. And then the finish no. was just a mess where Jericho's going to hit. Or Kingston's gonna hit Jericho? Or no? Yeah, Jericho was going to hit Kingston. Kingston low blows Sammy. Jericho is like pausing for way, way long. There was just absolutely no communication, and no one was going for yeah, it. And you, that is horrible. It's one of those moments too, where it's like. So recently, I was doing something with my brother, and and uh, uh, I remember that he had an he was struggling lifting something, and I remember in the moment, I was like, this is forever. I was like, this is like two minutes of struggling with this. This is bad. And then I rewatched the video clip, and it was a fraction of a second. It was barely a blip. You wouldn't have noticed if I didn't point it out, and even if I pointed it out, you might not see it. This was like the exact opposite, where it probably felt like a minute to them, and it was actually like 15 minutes to us. We're watching it being like, somebody fucking move!" They're like staring at each other. Then there was the back and forth where Kingston rushes, Jericho rushes Sammy. Sammy tries to pretend like he doesn't see that it's Jericho, but holds him and then punches him, but then holds him again. And it was fucking sloppy. Like, it was an embarrassing match. It was awful. And then Jericho (laughs) rushes over to the outside, gets to the side of the ring so he could stand there so Kingston could throw Jericho in. And then Jericho's just sitting on the ring apron. No selling anything. He didn't look like he'd been in a fight. He didn't even look like he was drinking in a bar. Exactly. He looked like he was just there. Exactly. And he looked pissed. He looked fucking pissed. Like, he knew the whole thing went to shit, and and he lost. So, Kingston loses again. He, quote, gets one over on the other guys. Here's the other bullshit. Like, when you think about, like, backstage politics, right? So, Jericho's all like, yeah, I'll get the win back, but you're going to look great because you're going to put me in barbed wire. no. You look cool because you have the cool shot of you and Barb Wire they are going to replay forever. And you got the win. You know what I mean? Like, it's win win for Jericho. It makes everyone else look stupid. And Jericho looked dumb, to be honest, too. But in the replays, they won't play it that way. You know what I mean? Right. It was just, to me, it was a fucking mess. Oh, Amanda, what'd man. you think of this match? Oh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you this.
3: The first couple of minutes in that match seeing the cage and all that bullshit i already know i sat there and i'm like fuck he's going like a bitch again do i really want to watch this and of course yeah and double looking like a bitch now of course i was confused when guevara came out because i thought all of jericho appreciating society was supposed to be in there and it would have been more credible for Kai Conti to come and help if her old man was in the cage.
0: Yep. Yep. I, was like, I so thought that was... The does...
3: And then what, what the fuck was the purpose of having Anna Jay be committed to the um, the Dark Order when she just turned? Again, Tony and his weird fucking booking, I don't think he knows what he's doing, put the fucking bumps down, dude. Yeah. And then and... the end...
0: And when Anna Jay came out, it was phony as fuck. Yeah. She comes out, pulls off Tay Conti. They do this big like, oh, no, will she won-? as she gets closer and closer to Ruby, so she and she's looking to make sure she's in the right spot, and then turns around and punches her, and they go, oh. If you're actually on Tay Conti's side, if you just try to think about it realistically, if I'm actually deciding I'm going with you, why would I pull you off of someone else and not just join the melee? Why would I physically accost you to fool the crowd for an extra three seconds? I would just come out, and that's enough of a shock. I'm out, and I'm attacking. You know what I mean? I cost you your advantage for sake of the crowd. That's when it started getting real. That was another part of the whole – it came off real high school play, you know, for the crowd. Sorry, go ahead.
3: (laughs) No, I mean – and then at the end of the day even though yeah eddie had his through jericho in that like what was it, it looks like a box spring of of uh barbed wire uh-huh. did it make him look strong no he's still like like a bitch at the end of the day i did love the fact that i thought it was hilarious but uh, uh, uh Ortiz had that bag of, was it nickels or whatever he had in that little sock? He was swinging around. I thought that was pretty. was very mm. kiddo, and I appreciated that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like all the ghetto shit. I know, <laughs> but yeah, does it make me feel like I want to see this shit again? No, no, it's not necessary. And to have Blackpool Combat Club come out and help Eddie, that was kind of weird. I'm like, well, Mox already has no, like with him, I'm like, obviously you're not going to do shit for Eddie. Eddie sacrificed his life for those fucking sprinklers for you. And now his fucking whole AEW career, it's like, oh God, poor Eddie, because he's never recovered from that. And I blame you, Mox. I blame you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I
3: agree. I can't can't deal with Eddie anymore being a bitch. I cannot. I just can't anymore. I'm putting my foot down. And I'm really sick of the Jericho, all this bullshit. Can you just fucking go on tour with your band? Okay. And then pop up right before the cruise? That would be great. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Making Eddie look like a chump again immediately. Even though Eddie didn't bleed. Which, for one...
3: He did, back. When barely. he landed on all that shit. He did, he did scrape up his back.
0: A little bit. I'm saying that Over. the idea that they had Jericho be the bloody one, the idea that you're in a barbed wire everywhere match, you're flying all this stuff, and we see almost no blood out of this dude. And then by the end of it, he doesn't look winded or anything. He just looks pissed. It was, fucking, it was a big whiff, man. This was... I... This was as bad, if not worse, than the exploding Deathwire match. Because the exploding ring match, at least the, f- the finish was shit, but the match was good. This one, the match was shit, and the finish was worse.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Because I remember thinking that, too, when we were watching the death match. It was all like, look, a lot of the effects are not going off well. A lot of these side explosions are not that intense. But these guys are really, they're, they're doing something, you know? This just felt like, what the fuck is and this? Why-
3: why was this one not unsanctioned like the other one? That's
0: a good point. It was totally sanctioned. Tony sanctioned it. You know why? Because Jericho was winning.
3: Oh, and it was Shark Week.
0: And Shark Week. Yeah. But the reason they do unsanctioned matches is when it's going to hurt the win loss record of their of the person that they're gonna have lose. You know what I mean? They've only done it to give the win to the person who you, quote, wouldn't expect. Like Adam Cole taking the loss, but he had no losses, even though he lost, but it was unsanctioned. Drip um, Baker, same thing, unsanctioned loss. Um, yeah. Oh, every time they do unsanctioned, it's to protect the win-loss record of somebody. But this one, Jericho needed that win back on his record. So can't be unsanctioned. So stupid.
3: Nobody cares. It's like dude. Yeah, no one cares, dude. Nobody cares. There's a handful of people. People only care about singing Judas and even that's yeah. way fucking old.
0: Yeah. Okay. I
3: think I want like your to, to when if I ever get to go to AEW. I don't think bullshit. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh
0: uh-uh anything else in there i don't know like i, th- I know the earlier Justin time it said that amanda could have booked this match better but i don't even know if this match would have been worth rebooking like i think that this is just one of those ones no. where it's like shouldn't it just shouldn't have just never happened
3: no but like i said the one the couple of elements that at least wouldn't have made it look like what the fuck like i said is you put guevara in the cage because then pat Khamondi has a reason to bring her ass out there right one realistically
0: Two. go ahead mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and then the other thing would be, too, is um, if you actually, who well, I don't know who's cutting, who's doing that live cutting, the edit, or whatever they call it, you need new people.
2: Yeah.
3: Because, I mean, if you actually, and you actually have to do things that hit, yeah. then it would have been more effective. And then the other way around would be, don't make Eddie look like a bitch at the end of the day. Yeah. Even the like I said, the ending, it, it didn't give him credibility. He's still mm-hmm. a bitch.
0: Yeah. yeah. Realistically, coming out of the match, the only thing I can think of that happened storyline wise is Anna Jay turned. Mm-hmm. This yeah. entire match, Jericho versus Eddie yeah. Kingston in a barbed wire match, and the only thing on the other side of it is oh yeah, Annie Anna Jay is a bad guy now. Yeah. It sucks.
1: <laughs> the only thing. You
0: had to awesome. shit on Eddie Kingston for that.
3: Yeah. For ah. Eddie. That's all, Fucking Eddie, man. Shit. Throw him on Ring of Honor, okay? At least over there, he'll look a little bit more incredibly tough. Useful.
2: Yeah. But for sure. Useful.
3: I'm, I swear to God, like if he wrestled like Danhausen, let's just say, you know, there's some Eddie would look like a bitch wrestling yeah. danhausen god Dan forbid Housen. you throw him the, the hook god yeah. again you're like a credible dude you you know you come from the streets this kid you know wherever they wherever they grew up you know has this kind of scrappy yeah no you're still gonna make eddie look like a bitch yeah Shit.
0: what's crazy you're too is this, so this this coming up rampage right. is going to be the second half of fighter fest and then next monday or next wednesday is going to be a, a fight for the fallen which is going to take like one or two weeks like they're really cramming as many names on dynamite as they can and then that's leading into their next pay-per-view well, you know fight for the fallen is dynamite not a pay-per-view their pay-per-view is going to be all out right coming up right. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about before we wrap up AEW? Yeah. Are you guys done with the main event?
3: Yeah, but to to go on what you're saying is, the I feel like they should have given at least a week or so between yes or two because they could have because all all out is the next one, is so yeah. they could have given a good two weeks before doing fight for the fall.
0: Yeah, the back to back shit. Just, six, it just feels six
3: like weeks out. Yeah.
0: Uh, Anything else from you, Shakes, on the main event?
1: No, but um, I'm going to have to go ahead and skate out. But I appreciate y'all having me on today. Thank you, Miss Amanda. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Marsh, for having me. I will be there next week on Wednesday. Talk WWE, and you'll see me again next week, uh, Miss Amanda.
0: Awesome, man. Thank y'all.
1: Cheers. I like y'all. At ShakesNYG, Shakedown Sports podcast on YouTube check us out we got uh shakesco and Ebert we got uh a lot of shows if you like the movies watch that if you like um hip-hop and entertainment we got stuff for that got it. we got it all oh man
0: got so. it.
1: check us out man all right man good night
0: for sure man take it easy all right hey okay. right, man cheers uh, Cheers. Amanda, the other thing that happened on on AEW, and then and then probably won't even really talk about NXT this week. We'll just we'll just call it and tell people to check out NXT. Their core Jade ex- explanation was weak. Um, maybe I'll see about finding somebody to do a weekend episode of for NXT that we can kind of recap. But I'm not I'm not worried oh, about it. But it. I could do it. We could we could do it another time. We only yeah, need okay, to go well, four I'm hours. Watch it. Oh, yeah, some, yeah, if you want to like hit up like a Saturday or Sunday a recap of NXT, we could always just do a short one. Um, yeah. But the other thing that happened in AEW that I didn't talk about was Thunder Rosa. They had a Thunder Rosa promo. She comes out. That was so short. Here's the deal. She was so short, but the time was fine. They gave her like two or three minutes. But the top of it, Tony Schiavone is putting over this charity. We're doing XYZ for this charity on this night. You're going to see this. This is going to that. This is that. And now here's Thunder Rosa, who's been standing next to her the whole time. So now you're putting Thunder Rosa in a weird spot where you just promoted this charity, and now she's going to talk about wanting to kick someone's ass, you know? So then she gives her 30 seconds in about the match coming up at Fight for Fallen against uh, a... Japanese wrestler who she just had a match with, which is apparently very good, and I haven't seen it, I apologize. But she's interrupted on that with Britt Baker coming in with Jamie Hayter talking about their match they're going to have on Rampage, but they don't even talk about who. They just come in and literally Britt Baker says that... She says literally to Tony Schiavone, stop giving her promo time. She sounds stupid. And then that's it. They don't give Thunder Rosa... Any retort. That's weird. They just let Britt Baker come out and shit on Thunder Rosa and then say the only match that people need to know about is that we have one on Rampage, me, and Jamie Hayter. They don't even say against who. This is followed up immediately while keeping Thunder Rosa shut up. They follow it up with the matches that are going to be on Rampage and the graphic for for Britt Baker and and Jamie Hayter that just says in action – we don't know against who, just a match. So they're just they're promoting with a graphic that she's going to be in a match. Then they go over the entirety of the Ring of Honor card. Talk about three or four women's matches there. Their title, their this, this woman, that woman. Oh, every other guy in that match. Then they get to fight for the Fallen and mention Thunder Rosa's got a match. At this point, we're like two minutes away from when Thunder Rosa talked. They're doing everything they can to cool off thunder rosa and make her seem less important and it's fucking making me mad you know what i mean
2: mm-hmm.
0: if they'd even gone serious. from yeah if they'd gone from thunder rosa saying it to the graphic to Britt baker having a thing with tony or something even if they had brit baker interrupt and then the first thing they showed was thunder rosa's match and then they get to the fact that there's a brit match but no they started with Britt. You know what I mean? Well, they started with Charity. They give Thunder Rosa 30 seconds. Then they let Britt have all the time she wants. Then they show a graphic of Britt. Then they show all of the matches that are going to be at Fighter Fest. Then they show all the Mm -hmm. matches that are going to be at Ring of Honor. And then they show Thunder Rosa. They're getting you as far away removed emotionally from what Thunder Rosa tried to say in her message as possible. While, before the timing issue, let's go ahead and finish up what Thunder said by shitting on Thunder for a minute for no reason to put over no match, but just to try and get Britt Baker her heat back. This, we're watching in live action, Tony Khan booking a way to cool off thunder and try to heat up Britt in every way possible. And it's so transparent and shitty.
3: When I see shit like this, sometimes I wonder if, and please don't take this, people, like seriously. Sometimes I sit there and wonder, She's sucking the boss's dick, because she sure gets metaphorically. Pushed. Maybe like literally, yeah.
0: who knows? You, d- I mean, you gotta wonder to- what's going on. And I mean, and I'm not suggesting she does, but I'm saying like, in for me, more like the metaphorical sense or whatever. Something about Britt's ties to Tony, whatever that is. It's just clear as day that Brit can go up to Tony and be like hey, how much time are you giving Thunder? Give me half of it. And he goes, okay, that sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the outside looking in. That's what it looks like. Is
3: No. That's the part of the White House that I was talking about that works. Yes. And they had it to a certain extent, but you know what? It wasn't powerful enough and now he's not around. Yeah. So, but I get it. I get, I get it. You know, with him. Now, I will say this, is with, um, I think, with Thunder. I think the problem is that now that he's gotten this gimmicky thing of Thunderstorm. Yes. He's kind of, he's pushing really pushing away from Thunder in the Belt, yeah. which I think is stupid. But you know, whatever. Um. But you know. But I look at it, and I think, well, Rebecca, no, nobody really cares about you right now. Mm-hmm. They only cared about you because we were forced to care about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some people, granted, that do like her, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. She had a lot of potential, but now it's like, mm She's not yeah. gotten better, you know? But I think that, I don't know, I feel Two things. Well, two things from this. One was the whole thing of he's really got a hard on for this thunderstorm shit. Thunder's gonna get the, the belt's gonna go off over. Mm-hmm. One and two. Damn, I miss Cody Rhodes because I could have had. Was it for the American Heart something or other? Was that the charity? Something like that. Yeah. I miss those. I miss those Cody Rhodes.
0: Yeah. You know. <laughs> the shirts. Charity you shirts. You know, <laughs> I, I do.
3: Those Cody for charity. I'm, like, hey, WWE yeah. shop, where's the shirt, you know, Cody for charity shirt, you know? I mean, I already missed my Asian um, Pacific Islander Heritage Month one. I mean, I missed that. And then, um, speaking of Asian pacific heritage yeah that was okay there was only one commercial that i saw i don't know if they're supposed to have more or whatnot that had a wrestler in the commercial and that was the rock doing a shark week commercial and it was really cool because you know i I know i thought it was cool because it had hawaiian chanting and shit like that i'm like that's my people um (laughs) but i i was like I didn't know the Shark Week had hosts, I didn't yeah. know The Rock was the host, was and not funny. only that too, but what's up with The Rock and Sharks, is he going to be in the new Sharknado and they're getting rid of the cast of Sharknado? Hey, I, I, I thought the first one was good, okay? But yes. then again, remember, I also did like Boone the Bounty Hunter, so it shows you what I like in film. Anyways, when you want the escapism. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like what does this have to do with anything? It would, I would understand if they did a promo with those guys in the costumes like Nyla Rose and her in the Katy Perry shark from the Super Bowl the left shark, the best shark because the left shark didn't know what the fuck they were doing. He uh-huh. was having a good old time so I thought that that's what that stuff that they were going to do that for but
2: you know mm-hmm.
3: or you could have had, uh, like instead of uh, instead of Hobbs, or maybe Hobbs, you put him in a costume. That he could have been a shark. Yeah, he could have been Ricky Sharks. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> it's Ricky Starks and Ricky Sharks. Oh That's my God, good. Jr. would have had a field day with that one.
0: That would That would
3: have me. been hilarious.
0: No, he has a tough but, time enough with names.
3: Yeah, but you know, I just really hope well, we don't get in another brick baker run with her because.
0: Yeah. yeah i agree i agree i'm not looking forward to what they got in store there i think also the amount of time the graphic was even up rip bakers was up for so much longer than thunder's match and it's fucking well, we disrespectful know, know and in our it face
3: it's very disrespectful but look, look who's look who's the leader of that club So yeah. I, he only respects those that I think really kids the ring it's so fucking mafia yeah. you know it's because pull income income back down for shit and Punk of course is going to mm, get what he wants yep. and also you know Tony totally spent a lot of money on that guy he spent a lot of money on these guys but what happens? a lot of them now are on the shelf or should yeah. be on the shelf you know yeah. and I mean who knows? It's like, I thought that this was going to be a platform for, you know, they're going to make stars out of, out of these guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know if, like, Ricky's. I feel like, going back to Ricky, I feel like he's relying on Cody mm-hmm. to help get him into WWE now. But it's like, bro, it doesn't work like that. It does not work like
0: that. Yeah, it's that. a little different. Their you know? system. But...
3: Yeah. Because they're not going to want you just because Cody Rhodes says, oh, yeah, this guy's legit. Hmm. No. No, yeah. you've proven yourself over at this other place.
0: Well, I say we wrap it up there, close up for the night. Maybe we'll see about doing an NXT show later. Not tonight, but yeah. you know, later on in the week. Uh,
3: you can do NXT if you want to do it like on Sunday, and we can recap Death Before Dishonor if you watch it or not.
0: Is oh, is yeah. that going to be on Saturday? Well, maybe, maybe we could do that. ROH and NXT, maybe. Uh, we'll take a look. We'll see if we got time. We can do, but we'll talk about it. We'll see what we do. Otherwise, stay tuned. Stay subscribed. Stay on our YouTube. Give us the likes. Give us the replies. What do they call it? The ratings, reviews. Hit the bell so that way whenever we decide to pop in and open up the dive bar of the IWC, you can come on in and be a drinking buddy with us. Until then, guys, that's last call.
2: Cheers. Hey, producer
3: lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers. I will never have a drink with resting on the rocks.